Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo. Skag3, whoever he is. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. You are a terrific team on all counts. Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement, this This is the Matt and Blonde Show. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international over depression. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch, you got coronavirus. Jussie Smollett was found guilty of orchestrating a fake hate crime. Smollett faces up to three years in jail. He's still sticking by his story. But tell me, what do you make of of, uh, the way this played out? When it first happened, I think it was unimaginable to anybody that it could be a hoax. For a lot of us, it read believable that there could be hate crimes because there are hate crimes against minorities and against LGBTQ. The rush to do the right thing on Twitter and make sure they spoke up immediately before knowing everything. Well, it made sense. That's right. We're living in a a period where it wasn't unimaginable that a black LGBTQ person could get beat up. It's not Kamala Harris's fault or Joe Biden's fault or Cory Booker's fault that their natural reaction was to empathize. It's Twitter's fault, anyway. You are fake news. Let's go, Brandon. Very fake. Many of those people probably have AIDS. I agree with that. I will eat your ass. Fuck around and find out. I'll do it. All right, America. Go to the YouTube right now. Big ups to Rebecca for keeping that woke. Congratulations to both of you. You're awesome. I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Fuck it. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best you can ask anyone about that people often do i'm told this is the matt and blonde show my name is matt christensen i'm flanked on my right as always by my wonderful co-host blonde welcome hello we're we're low res right now right um marginally fashionably late though uh we need a some kind of uh, something to mount on the wall behind me days since last false start <laughs> We're in kind of a bad run the last couple of weeks, but yeah. apparently my hamster internet company is running all right now. It looks like there's some sort of connection issue on my end, hence the uh, hence why we're 25 minutes late. You heard but him say it. It was not my fault. Not my it's, fault. Uh, it's my uh, it's my Obama internet, which my my internet <laughs> around here is legitimately uh, an Obama spending internet, uh, an Obama infrastructure project from like ten years ago Ugh. under the uh, stimulus package. But it usually works fine. Uh, it works very well, actually, except for the most important time of the week for it to work, which is how <laughs> things often go. Mm-hmm. But I did um, because the connection was just really dicey. I have. Um, lowered the video quality just a little bit on the stream. It it might look a little, little sketchier, but uh, we're bad we're, for you. Great for me. We're aiming for over here. Thirty. <laughs> we're aiming for stability. It lo- it should look pretty much the same. Anyway, uh, in the interest of time, we got to get right to it. So, um, well, obviously, we're going to talk a lot of Jesse Smollett tonight because uh, I want to talk uh, one his conviction, but two all the the reaction to it. Um, and I just I really wish. 
I could have watched this trial, man. Jussie on the stand must have been a sight to behold. Uh, lecturing the prosecutor for using the N-word, even though the prosecutor was reading Jussie's own texts. I know. And Did he cry? I don't know. I didn't I didn't read any accounts of crying, but I know he doubled down on he invented new lies. He doubled down on old lies. You had the Olsen, the Olsen Diros up there talking about who's a fruity ass and who isn't. I would have loved to have seen it. <laughs> well, they but all we'll, have fruity asses and probably have had asses filled with fruit. I don't know what they're into. <laughs> we will talk about all of that. Plus, uh, inflation surges. Joe says, don't believe your own wallet, though. Uh, you're just getting bad information about the inflation and the other economic news. That's yeah, it's all transient. It's transient. Yeah. And uh, as Omicron is a definitive non-danger, the Pfizer CEO assures you, uh, never mind that the first two shots may not protect you against what appears to be something of a glorified (laughs) cold. If you get the third shot, first two, they do nothing. The third one, that's when it really kicks in and takes out all the Omicron flowing through your veins. Has it still killed no people? According, not just has it, not only has it not killed anybody, according to Snopes, the ultimate truth authority. It has killed nobody. <laughs> wow. We'll talk some of the reaction to it, too. Bill de Blasio and Kathy Hochul uh, cracking down on the Omicron threat. More mandates from the worst Corona tyrants in the country outside of California, at least. Plus, we have a couple uh, hoax hate cases and in- involving not high school students, but high school staff. <sighs> And uh, before we get out of here, tonight's movie review is Heat, if the show lasts that long. We'll see if my connection hangs on. Of course, we'll catch up with your super chats in between topics. Ten bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good low-down money grabbers. We usually say we'll get to as many as we can before 11.30 p.m. Eastern, but it's uh, that kind of night, so we'll see what happens. We will do our best to get to all of your super chats, as always. It will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember... You can find everything show-related and support the show over on the website. That's mattchristiansandmedia.com. The show store is up and running as well. Don't forget, we have hats, we have t-shirts, we have mugs, we have it all. And it's uh, Monday is the last day to get your orders in for Christmas delivery. Just an FYI, if you want to arrange a gift for that uh, fan of the show for whom you may be buying. But of course, we have special Uh, offers from friendly listener owned businesses as well this week's feature business is our friends over at hero soap company do you love freedom do you love being clean then you'll love hero soap company made in the usa chemical and fragrance free a portion of each purchase donated to veteran and first responder charities initial subscription purchase is matched bar for bar and sent overseas to deploy troops let freedom clean hero soap company that's right hero soap makes a great last second stocking stuffer as well when you try hero soap company not only do you get a great smelling all natural product not only are you supporting military service members at home and abroad not only do bald eagles circle you in admiration of your patriotism but when you subscribe hero will send their soap straight to your door each month. So you never have to uh, remember to buy uh, soap at the store again. And if you're not a bar soap person, no problem. Hero also offers their soaps in a liquid form as well. Hero Soap offers listeners of this show 10% off all their products using promo code MCLISTENER. That's promo code MCLISTENER for 10% off everything from 
Hero Soap Company. You can find everything you need from Hero Soap, plus other great deals from the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses, including Charity Swipes, Phoenix Ammunition, Sonoran Defense Technologies, and more at mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals, deals by listeners. For listeners, I do have some meetups to catch up on. I didn't know that it was an annual tradition in Melbourne, the proper pronunciation of the Australian city. They do a, an annual a Christmas party for all the listeners down really? Melbourne Way. Why so does this, this is, look like a yoga retreat? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, they look very comfy. And yeah. um, so this is their third annual Christmas listener meetup. And they had this. Uh, it's a, You decide if it's appropriate or not. It's a fruitcake <laughs> with my channel logo and initials on it. That's great. <laughs> and I regret to also uh inform you that uh their their coffee their morning coffee was sabotaged by <laughs> nazi vandals who got the swastika backward appropriately very good very good so that looks like a great time i'm glad to i, I don't know if this was a legal gathering in australia or not but i'm glad to see it and i'm sorry if we've been incriminated you also uh in texas meet up uh, between austin and san antonio listeners looks like a, a good gathering down there so glad to see you guys had fun houston as well I spy some familiar faces in this Houston crowd. I know we got oh, Raggle yeah. Frangle. We got uh, Stephen and Matt with the old school t-shirt in the way back. And Stephen hey, with the salacious yeah. artwork <laughs> as well. Uh, and we also have another meetup in Cheyenne, Wyoming. Cropped very cinematically, I guess. This is the Cheyenne crowd? I guess so. Uh, they, I'm told they had some handgun range time. That's what uh, this particular event was. I would. I still yeah. want to see the rumored Looks winter serious. winter camp with the Wyoming crew. I don't remember if that was Cheyenne yeah, or other people. These guys people. look like they're winter campers. They got the beards to survive the Wyoming yeah, winter. They do. If you guys are the they ones do. planning a winter camp, anyway. Except for uh, that dude on the right, get it together, bald face man. <laughs> Glad to see it as always. If you would like to. Uh, Meet fellow listeners of the show in your area. You can uh, check out the community page of the website, mattchristensenmedia.com slash community. All the information is on that page. Let's get to the news. Uh, Ridiculously destructive tornadoes over the weekend, apparently. Yeah, the last that I checked, 92 people are dead. I presume it's going to be much, much higher than that. But six states got hit. Arkansas, Illinois, Kentucky, Missouri, Mississippi, and Tennessee. Looks like Kentucky got it the worst. At least 70 are dead in Kentucky. Um, The governor said it's probably going to be more than 100. Uh, They had four tornadoes just in Kentucky, including one that stayed on the ground for more than 200 miles. Wow. New York Times um, let no tragedy go to waste. They said scientists are not sure whether there's a link between climate change and the frequency or strength of tornadoes, in part because of limited data. But researchers say that in recent years, tornadoes seem to be occurring in greater clusters and that a so-called tornado alley in the Great Plains, where most tornadoes occur, appears to be shifting eastward. So you hear this? It's your fault, people. That if all you those simply are cut a bigger check to the IRS, this will all go away, you know, and Tornado will. Alley will stay properly restricted to Oklahoma where it belongs. <laughs> where it belongs. Just Fuck donate to Greta and uh, <laughs> keep the tornadoes there. Yeah, really. Also, uh, potentially big news that Julian Assange, a UK court, has potentially cleared the way for his extradition to the United States, although he can still appeal. So we're a ways away, but. Still yeah. Did you also hear that he had a stroke? 
I did, but I don't know anything about that. I did see it's that according news, to his fiance. So I didn't put it in here because she is highly incentivized to lie about his um his health. Hmm. Because they might be able to, you know, have some workaround if he's in poor health. But apparently he did have one or a series of mini strokes related to the stress of this extradition process or potential extradition process. So I don't know about that. Um, but a British court ruled on Friday that Assange can be extradited to the U.S. to face espionage charges. Um, and Britain's high court ruled in favor of the U.S. government, which overturned this earlier decision by a district court that blocked Assange's extradition based partly on concerns for his mental health. I think we covered that. Uh, yeah. Each time there's a been a back. development, we've, we've um, been following this, but um, yep. And then he, for, for go ahead, sorry. I mean, at least my understanding is he's not going to be shipped off. Not to quite the US yet. I think he can still appeal. Like yeah. Uh-uh. And um, he's been charged with 17 counts of violating the espionage act. So he's looking at 175 years in prison. Wow. Okay. Uh, we'll keep an eye on that. I didn't realize he faced that lengthy of a sentence. Um, mm-hmm. Also of note, you know, there, he is on the long list of people that Trump had hoped for a pardon for, um, which did not happen. But this this is a uh, you know, continued development of the case related to that decision not to pardon as well. Also, uh, the funeral service for the late Senator Bob Dole was held at the National Cathedral in Washington on Friday. Dole wrote a farewell letter. For public reading, his daughter Robin read it and Bob actually took a parting shot at Chicago saying he looks forward to seeing if he can still vote there now that he's dead. Here are his words. I also confess that I'm a bit curious to learn if I am correct in thinking that heaven will will look a lot like Kansas and to see like others who have gone before me if I will still be able to vote in Chicago. Well played. Uh, Shockingly, I have not seen any fact checks from Snopes or PolitiFact to say that actually (laughs) Chicago leads the nation in voting security and cases of voter fraud are isolated and rare. Uh, Another scandal, CNN, we're going to get into CNN a little bit more with Don Lemon, too, related to the Jesse conviction. But man, CNN is having a rough few weeks. Now, a producer uh, who worked with Cuomo, at least at times, is involved in some sort of sex scandal or he, he's been charged oh, with sex crimes. It's really with, with bad. Kids. And his LinkedIn, this is a John Griffin. He was a CNN producer. And his LinkedIn said that he worked shoulder to shoulder with Chris Cuomo. Well, they look pretty happy sh- with their Ooh. with their uh, soylent grins here in this particular yeah, photo yikes. in the post-millennial. Yeah. So this Griffin character, he's facing three counts of using a facility of interstate commerce to attempt to entice minors to engage in unlawful sexual activity. He began working with CNN in 2013. Um, and he worked on New Day when Chris Cuomo was a host. So what he was doing, this is what the indictment says. He alleged it alleges that Griffin lured a mother and her underage daughter to his home for the purposes of sexually ab- abusing the daughters in uh, July 2020. And um, he used kick and google hangouts to reach out to parents with underage daughters uh so the indictment says um on these communication platforms griffin sought to persuade parents to allow him to train their daughters to be sexually submissive in june of 2020 griffin advised a mother of a nine and 13 year old daughter or daughters that the mother's responsibility was to see that her daughters were trained properly and then he flew them from nevada to boston picked them up drove them to vermont and had 
sex with the nine-year-old. Oh, so it wasn't just the effort. There was an actual... I, I was thinking this the was just attempted trafficking, but directed to engage in and did engage in. Oh, damn! Unlawful sexual activity. So it's straight okay. pedo. It sounds like. Wow. Okay. Uh, well, good luck with that, CNN. Holy cow! Uh, did, had he worked at CNN up until this charge, or did had he la- has he since left? Um. Yeah. Yeah. He had. I assume he's now fired or not. I don't, I don't know. know. Let's see how, how long they is. keep him on. Okay. So Tubin is um is the line, I guess. So you can jerk <laughs> off on Zoom and you just have to take a few weeks off. But if you're a pedo or you help your brother because he grabs a buddy's butt, that's where they're going to draw the line. <laughs> OK, well, Don Lemon fits in there somewhere, but he also has the minority check boxes and they appear to protect him. Not that I'm he accusing does. Don Lemon of being a pedophile. I'm not. I'm saying he, he as probably we get to, is. He did a lot of Cuomo-esque things that got Things that got uh, Chris Cuomo fired. Also, what's going on with the Maxwell trial? The prosecution has has rested its case. Have you learned anything um, new? Well, not really. Nothing that we didn't really know. But this uh, this fourth accuser, Annie Farmer, she took the stand and she told the the jury that she met Epstein in 95. I believe this was in a documentary that I watched. And he was helping her sister out. And then he said that he was interested in furthering her education um, and she and her sister were the ones that reported Epstein to the FBI for sexual abuse. It was the the same old, same old. It started off pretty innocent, and then he was investing in them financially, and then sex got involved, and uh, and the FBI did um, did nothing. But the real revelation uh, is this little black book that has everybody's name in it. Um, on Thursday, the district judge ruled that this book of contacts can be introduced in the trial. However, it will not become public in its entirety. So wow. we will we will not. Some of it will, but we will not know. So okay. the defense is expected to begin its case next week and the trial resumes on Thursday. We will see if she takes the stand. I doubt she's going to. She's not a very sympathetic character, hmm. but Elizabeth Holmes did. So it's anybody's guess. And so did Jesse Smollett. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone's trying it after Kyle set the example. Everyone's hopping like, on okay, this. all right. <laughs> <laughs> he did it. I'm going to give it a crack too. another yeah. trial. I, I wish I had paid closer attention to, and this one is um, streamed. So if you're interested in it, you can watch this t- uh, trial in its entirety, but don't forget about the case of Kim Potter, who is the police officer. Of course, as we saw on the body cam footage back in the spring, who shot accidentally uh, Dante Wright in Brooklyn center, Minnesota intending to use her taser, but instead pulling the trigger on her Glock and killing him and saying, Oh shit. <laughs> After she did, did we ever find out if her taser was yellow. I don't remember. I don't know that fact. Actually, generally they are visually distinct from firearms in addition to just uh, you know, different, somewhat in shape, but the trial largely centers around whether Kim Potter was criminally negligent or if her use of force was justified. And Potter is charged with first and second degree manslaughter charges. Now, to prove first degree manslaughter, uh, prosecutors are going to have to demonstrate reckless handling or use of a firearm so as to endanger the safety of another um, with such force and violence that death or great bodily harm to any person was reasonably foreseeable. To prove second degree manslaughter, prosecutors got to demonstrate um, that uh, Potter Uh, caused an unreasonable risk by using a firearm. In in other words, more plain language, uh, prosecutors are going to have to demonstrate that that Potter was reckless with her actions. But the trouble for the prosecution is that uh, while mistaking the gun for the taser may be a terrible, embarrassing uh, mistake or error, the use of force itself 
is not necessarily reckless because Dante Wright was resisting arrest and attempting to flee. Right. Yeah. So Potter believed um, that she was within her rights to use force because her partner was hanging on to Wright's car during the incident. And he claimed could have been killed if he drove away, if Dante Wright drove away, according to Potter's attorney. Indeed, on Friday, uh, the uh, Potter's former supervisor at the Brooklyn Center Police Department he, uh, testified. And he said that Potter had the right to use deadly force in that situation. This guy actually showed up at the scene while the arrest was in progress as well. Now, this is part of the exchange between Kim Potter's defense attorney and uh, this uh, this Brooklyn Center Police Department supervisor. Uh, the defense attorney says, based on these videos and the conduct of Dante Wright, as far as you're concerned and you were there, Kimberly Potter would have had a right to use a firearm, right? This is what defense attorney Earl Gray asked. Yes. This uh, police supervisor answered. Gray asked Johnson what would have happened to him uh, if Wright had been taken off or, or if Wright had taken off with him still in the car. So that cop who's kind of engaged with Dante Wright at the time of this encounter probably dragged. Johnson answered dragged and what Gray asked injured seriously, seriously injured, maybe even dead. Right. Johnson agreed. And if that were the case, when an officer in your position with Officer Potter was trying to stop him from resisting, uh, resisting with you and resisting Lucky, would it be fair for that officer to use a firearm to stop him? The defense attorney asked by statute, by state statute. Yes, Johnson replied. And keep in mind, this is a prosecution witness. The defense has yet to start their case. It is speculated that Kim Potter will also testify in her own defense as well. Now, Again, it doesn't mean that it's a it's not a ridiculous mistake. But if the question is, was the police officer in uh, justified in using lethal force in that scenario? Mistake, not mistake, doesn't necessarily matter in that context. If the use right. of force was justified, that's what's being uh, debated and will be decided by the jury. The way this is going, according to pieces of analysis that I've seen, and I'm no lawyer, but, um, you know, do your own reading into it. Uh, this looks like it's going to be a lot tougher than, say, the Derek Chauvin case. The distinction that, that some analysts are making in this. Derek Chauvin clearly made intentional decisions to do what he did. This is not that. This was a use of force situation in which a mistake was made, but... I don't know if, if we miss some of the rioting from the Chauvin trial that went the way the activists wanted, we might make up for some of that rioting the way the Kim right. Potter trial is going. So something to keep an eye on. The defense will um, uh, start making their case soon. And uh, of course, we might hear from Kimberly Potter herself. That brings us to the major uh, courtroom or trial news of the week. And that, of course, is the conviction of Jussie Smollett on Thursday after a day and a half of deliberation. A Chicago jury convicted Jussie Smollett on five of six felony disorderly conduct charges related to faking a hate crime, of course, against himself and lying to investigators about it to specify on the charges because it's not we know what he did generally. But what exactly did he get convicted on? There were six of them. Counts one and two were for lying to an officer about being the victim of a hate crime and being battered 45 minutes after the incident. So on the initial police visit counts three and four are for the same lies made to a different officer later that morning, something around seven in the morning. So uh, four hours later, something like that. Count five is for telling the first officer again, he was a victim of battery the next night and count six. This is why I was curious. What was six? Why was he let go on six? 
he told a detective he was battered two weeks later on February 14th. So why not guilty on the one charge? I was wondering, well, um, it's speculated that it has some, of course, we don't know what the jury decided. Nobody's in that room. We haven't heard from the jurors. The prosecutor believes it might have something to do with the time that there was something different about him lying two weeks later, something different about that fact pattern that the jury uh, saw fit to acquit him on right. that charge. But th- that's why either way, the prosecutor says um, the sixth count wasn't significant to our case. It has no impact on the case whatsoever. Uh, Webb called the verdict. The prosecutor called the verdict a resounding message by the jury that Mr. Smollett uh, did exactly uh, what we said he did, which is fake this and lie. Mm-hmm. Now, a judge has set a post trial uh, hearing date for January 27th. And he said he will schedule Smollett sentencing at a later date. Each of Jesse's convictions carries a potential three year prison sentence, though, as we've mentioned, the conventional wisdom is Jesse will not face prison time because of his clean prior record. I I posted a a video yesterday explaining uh, another factor that should be considered by this judge. And that's the fact that his testimony was almost certainly perjury. He made up multiple new claims of fact. I won't go through all those details, but he invented new stories on the stand that are not true. In addition to just the broad lie of saying I was bad. He, he, he doubled down on all the original lies on the stand, which is perjury in and of itself. But he also created new stories. So if you don't want to prosecute, Jesse, for those things, Illinois law does allow for the enhancement of sentences based on trial perjury. And if Jesse didn't perjure himself at this trial, I don't know what trial perjury would be. So we'll see if that factors into the judge's decision on the sentencing. Um, and, and we know it'll be interesting to watch that, too, because up until now, Jesse has not he's he's doubled and tripled down on everything. He has not. Um, owned up to, or taken responsibility for anything. He's certainly not apologized for anything. And now that the trial is over, we're getting a little bit more insight into what the investigation was like and what the thoughts of the investigators were. And his unwillingness to own up and apologize was apparently the difference between him getting away with it, potentially never being charged, walking away from this nonsense, totally clean and actually going through trial and actually getting convicted as a five time felon. Now, Uh, This according to Eddie Johnson, at least I think that's his name, right? I might get the guy's name wrong, Uh, but he's the former. Yeah, it is Eddie Johnson, the former uh, superintendent, Chicago police superintendent who was investigating at the time. He uh, did an interview over the weekend and said, yeah, if Jesse had just owned up, apologized, we probably would have let him walk. But he had to keep (laughs) digging. And and now he's in the situation that he is. And this is the part that I love. Um Johnson said that that police were initially very suspicious about exactly what anybody with five seconds to scrutinize this case uh, at the time, way back in January 2019, was suspicious about making jokes about we're doing it on the show. The fact that Jussie claimed that he was jumped and attacked and beaten, but somehow his sandwich was unharmed. What was the most obvious or perhaps the, the thing that you uncovered that was the most damaging to Smollett's case? He went to a Subway sandwich shop at like 2 in the morning to get a sandwich. Okay, that's fine. He comes back, <laughs> gets attacked in a hate crime, supposed hate crime. And during all this scuffle, they poured uh, bleach on him and all of this. When he got up and went into his apartment building, he still had that Subway sandwich with him. That doesn't happen. When people get attacked like that, whatever belongings they have out there, they usually leave it until the police can go back with them because they're afraid. This guy had the sandwich in his hand and 
never been touched. We would have been more than happy with just an apology at the end of all of that after we uncovered what we did. But for some reason, they just want to keep going down this road that he was actually a victim. So he didn't smash the sandwich and that that was the real his real undoing. Yeah. There were so many silly things. We'll get to this with the view in a minute. But all of people want to pretend, oh, as the facts came out, it became more and more apparent. I wanted to, but I didn't have the time. I wanted to go back to our stream at the time because I remember Jesse Smollett was a hoax hate case on this show that weekend because it was so silly day one. So these people who are telling you, oh, you know, it's, initially it was it was believable that we learned more. No, yeah, yeah. It was not believable. Initially. Do you know what we said about it? I don't remember. I I'm, I just ran out of time this week. I was I thought maybe it'd be useful to have a couple clips, but maybe I'll have some time to go back later. I know that we I know we did the whole hoax hate bit with Jesse <laughs> at the time. I believe it. Yeah. But um, you know, speaking of uh, people who believed it beyond just the view, ladies, as we'll. Um, as we'll get to here, uh, the president of the United States and the vice president of the United States obviously believed it. Joe uh, tweeted right after the incident. What happened today to Jussie Smollett must never be tolerated in this country. We must stand up and demand that we no longer give this hate safe harbor, that homophobia and racism have no place on our streets or in our hearts. We are with you, Jussie. Likewise, Kamala tweeted, Jussie is one of the kindest, most gentle human beings. I know I'm praying for his quick recovery. This was an attempted modern day lynching. <laughs> no one should have to live in fear for their life because of their sexuality or color of their skin. Right. We must confront this hate. Now, there is an important factor in those tweets, and this is what a lot of people doing the virtue signaling at the time do. It's not just buying the facts of the Jussie claim. It's extrapolating that or treating it as representative of some broader trend in the country, mm-hmm. as though it's not just Ignoring the fact that it's preposterous on its face, but treating it as a predictable or part of a trend or, or right. something that's commonly seen. So Jen Psaki was asked about uh, Biden and Kamala's reactions, and she thought very carefully. And the best answer she could give was, but Trump. President tweeted what happened to Jesse Smollett must never be tolerated in this country. We're with you, Jesse. The vice president called it an attempted modern day lynching. Are there any lessons learned here uh, and rushing to judgment? Are there are lessons learned perhaps for everybody who commented uh, at the time, including Not former us. President Trump, where he said, I can tell you that it's horrible. It's it's doesn't get worse uh, in response to her question about the tri- about the uh, about Jesse Smollett at the time. Okay. Trump said that? He did. That is correct. I did look it up. Huh. But a couple, couple things here. Jen Psaki is reading off the podium. Why? Because that was a prepared answer. Oh, crap. They're oh, going yeah. to ask they're me about Jesse. What yeah. am I going to say? I know. Yeah. Trump said it was bad. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. That that was your prepared answer? Yeah. And the, obviously, Trump saying, oh, that's terrible. That's an awful thing. Yeah, that itself is also... Not good because it was not correct. But if your point is that's not good because it was not correct, you're guilty of that. Plus, because Trump never made it this big indictment on the country overall, Kamala and Joe and everybody else are doing exactly that. Not only is this true, but it uh, it uh, implicates or incriminates the the mm-hmm. uh, a broad segment of the country. Yeah, but yeah. good. It's good attempt, Jen. I will. <laughs> I will always be sympathetic with the White House press secretary because your job is propagandizer in chief, whether you like the president or you don't. 
Ah, oh, man. Ugh, she's so unlikable, though. That's a rough draw. It's a, d- defend Joe Biden's Jesse Smollett takes. I I might go home at that point, even though someone has to do the job. But do you remember how horrible they were to Sarah Huckabee Sanders? Oh, yeah. They were. Yeah. I mean, Fuck that was um, we should so- rip her apart. Yeah, well, suddenly all the protections for women where you can't criticize their appearance and all the I mean, they, yeah. they became the misogynist ghouls that know, they otherwise uh, they others otherwise warn people about. And she's not uniquely unattractive. Uh, I mean, Sarah Huckabee or yeah, she's like a solid five. She's not like a, a troll, like a hideous. She's a very like nice her. southern mom. You know, there it is. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh and you wonder what's what's better or what's worse because you got Jen Psaki out there trying to do the affirmative defense. You got MSNBC. They just didn't say anything. They didn't say anything at all. MSNBC's entire lineup outright ignored the conviction. They just made no mention of it. And you might wonder, well, okay, did, maybe they just didn't want to talk about it from the start. But to be fair, a lot of them have not talked about it since it's been obviously clear that uh, it's a hoax. Yeah. But from the start, People like Joy Reid were talking about it the, in January 2019. Joy Reid was saying nooses never really disappeared as messages of a very specific kind of terror. But every time they're used, my God, it's chilling. Pray for Jussie's full recovery and for us all. So you have that to say initially you have nothing to say afterward. We're talking Maddow, Chris Hayes, Lawrence O'Donnell, Brian Williams. They all just said nothing at all. Don we need Lemon, to learn from them. We need to just shut the hell up and and just shut up. Yeah. Well, Don Lemon has done that in a couple different ways. Chris Cuomo got deleted off CNN and now Don Lemon does that whole handoff bit with the the new guy who's the old guy. But, you know, new new Chris Cuomo and they just act like Chris Cuomo Mm -hmm. never existed. And Don Lemon's kind of doing that with his role in the trial or in this in this conviction, too, or his role with Jesse Smollett. Don Lemon now says that Jesse Smollett is a liar. Uh, Don said on his show after the verdict, quote, Jesse had to make up too many lies as to why he didn't want to do certain things like to cover. I guess he got caught up in that because he took the stand himself. He got angry with the prosecutor as the prosecutor poked holes in his story, calling the only other witnesses liars. Okay. Well, number one, Don Lemon, why were you promoting the lie? Don Lemon had specific discussion events at the time. Red table talk. Uh, with Don Lemon discussing the uh, events of Empire star Jesse Smollett, who was attacked in what Chicago police are treating as a hate crime. So, yikes. Okay. Jesse's a liar, but you also perp- uh, perpetuated the lie. Number two, why aren't you talking about your own direct involvement with <laughs> Jesse's lies, or at least refusal to cooperate with investigators? So, one of the big new pieces of information that we learned at trial was that Jesse was acting partially at the advice of. Don Lemon, according to this reporting, as he took the stand Monday, Jesse Smollett uh, told the court that he first knew that police doubted his race hate attack was real after getting a text message from Lemon saying that was key in his decision not to hand his phone records over to cops. So as far as I'm as far as I've seen, or at least that I'm aware, we don't know the specific message in that text. But this is Jesse saying, yeah, Don's texting me and I'm taking that under advisement and deciding not to cooperate with investigators. That's not true. He wasn't texting him if they were sitting next to each other at a bathhouse. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Maybe it was. Yeah, maybe it was a lot more direct. It totally could be. Um, but and so, so you have that. But n- not only has um, uh, Lemon not discussed this issue since Jussie mentioned it, 
Lemon never disclosed any of this in any of his Jesse discussion or reporting on CNN. He he pulled a Cuomo-esque move where he was participating in the story and not disclosing his participation in that story. And um, and remember, Nothing's Don gonna Lem- happen to him. He's also fighting a sexual harassment lawsuit right now. He he's in oh, yeah. almost a, a the same scenario that Chris Cuomo finds himself in, but he's still on. Chris isn't, and I think it's just because Don has the minority checkboxes covered. But we'll see. Yeah. Last thing on Jussie. Uh, you want to find the worst terrible takes and the worst double downs. You go to old reliable and that's the uh, the crazies at the view. Well, they discussed the verdict on Friday and Anna Navarro, Joy Behar and uh, the rest of them uh, said Jussie's story was obviously believable from the start. So we, sh- we can't and shouldn't fault people who sympathized with it. Look, I think it was when it first happened, I think it was unimaginable to anybody that uh, that it could be a hoax. <laughs> and frankly, uh, you know, imagined? I think that for a lot of us, it read believable that there could be hate crimes because there are hate crimes against minorities and against LGBTQ. And the big message that should come out for everybody out of this is that it should not deter people who are the victims of real hate yes. crimes from reporting it. Right. The part that jumped out at me the most about this story, though, was the rush of leaders across this country to do the right thing on Twitter and make sure they spoke up immediately in defense before knowing everything. We had, you know, the president. Well, it made sense. That's why. When things come out, I think it's. We were living in a a period where where it wasn't unimaginable that a black LGBTQ person could get beat up. It's not, you know, Kamala Harris's fault or Joe Biden's fault or Cory Booker's fault or anybody's fault that their natural reaction was to empathize with somebody who we all at first thought was a victim of a hate crime. It's Twitter's fault. I love being lied to by a, a bunch of old hags in media with a giant menorah in the back. It just really, <laughs> okay. really drives home the point there. It's, okay, fine. Uh, what is a real hate crime? I mean, I, I reject this entire concept that that's a thing. Yeah, it's uh, and I, I gather she's she's joking about Twitter at the end there. Oh, it's Twitter's fault. I, I, I'm I gather that's tongue in cheek, but the actual argument or arguments that are presented here are just flat out insane. I mean, we don't have to remind our audience, so I'll be brief, but recall all the obviously believable, according to Anna Navarro pieces of this story, uh, MAGA hat guys walking around during record cold in Chicago for apparently no reason. And not just that, but carrying bleach and a rope for the specific purpose of a public lynching or a fail. Although one. it was spontaneous and nobody was outside. Yes. Uh, preposterously declaring Chicago as MAGA country. So that makes yeah. any sense. Yeah. Jesse leaving the noose over his neck. That was another thing the Chicago police superintendent discussed. Uh, your sandwich is intact. You left the noose on to what? Present the authenticity. Uh, and, and of course, J- Jesse is but the most famous thing. or The thing that makes Jesse most famous is this before all of this. Jussie could have been a guy walking past me on the sidewalk. I have no idea who the hell he is. So the idea that um, that conservative MAGA hat people are watching Empire and know exactly they're so racist and homophobic. They tune in to watch the gay black guys show because they're big. I would have recognized him. You actually knew who he was only because I saw him uh, do a very unbelievable sex scene in Aliens Resurrected. Right. He was in that. 
Yeah, but he gets token killed like really fast. And then he has a sex scene with somebody where I was like, there was no chemistry. I'm like, that dude's a faggot. And then I looked it up. (laughs) You called that too. You really, you're Jesse Radar. It's just... Finally Although I tuned. think I think it might have been that I watched that act after the the hoax. It so could be. I had never heard fair. of this guy. I remember thinking uh, his name is Jussie, not Jesse. Jussie. Jussie. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what Empire is though. It's it's like you don't have to be just politically blind to believe this. You have to be common sense blind to to hear that yeah. story and think it makes any sense. And they say, well, well, it's it's it reflects so many other stories just like it. What stories? What other story is just like this? Other than you want to point to like hate crimes generally. Okay, but we want to do that. Let's, oh, hate crimes happen. So we believe this one. Murders happen. Robberies happen. (laughs) Do I, if someone's accused of murder or robbery, do I go, oh, well, murders happen. Robberies happen. So I bet this one did too. And the reverse is also true in that logic. You want to say, oh, hate crimes happen. You know what else happens a lot? And this is actually broadly representative of, as we chronicle every week on this show, hoax, hate crimes. They happen all the time. It's not like this was a yeah. novel event. The only reason this was a, all the time. A, uh, a high profile one is one, his celebrity status and two, the absurdity of the claims. But but hoaxes of this theme are claimed and I guess hiring people to carry it out. That was a that was a next level thing, too. Yeah. But, but yeah. this sort of effort is made all the time. Yeah, so that's definitely true. The logic of, of, of their reasoning here is just insane. But I guess maybe I'm the insane one for breaking down the reasoning over on The View. No, the the entire hate crime thing. If if we're going to do this, if we're going to up people's sentences for their for their you know motive being more hateful or racially based, should we reduce people's sentences for love based murder? <laughs> what about uh, I loved that guy so much and he cheated on me, so I slit his girlfriend's throat. Yeah. That's a love based murder. You did it because you loved the guy, yeah. right? Well, and and her the whole reasoning. Well, you can't fault them for their reactions because who could fault them for being for having empathy in such a situation? Okay, empathy is not of higher value than the truth. Yes, I can fault them for failing to prioritize the proper thing in this case. They weren't Um, genuinely empathetic, though. It was just a way to advance their social standing. Nobody actually felt bad for millionaire Jesse Smollett. Having good intentions but being wrong is not anywhere near as good as being correct. I don't know a better way to phrase that, but you get what I'm saying. Empathy in in itself is not actually a very high value. Or at least if it is, it's not of higher value than the truth. The no, truth who thinks empathy is of high value. It makes people weak and stupid and blind. Empathy. Well, empathy has its place. Your mom should be empathetic. to Your family should oh, be empathetic. Right. to. That's, but that's but yeah, true. I mean, as a matter of of criminal investigation or policy making, it, it's irrelevant. It should be irrelevant. Yeah. 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 OK, that's all the Jesse talk I have. Um, I do want to, let's move into, let's see, we're about 40, almost 45 minutes into the show. So we do have a little bit of time before we're due for a break. Let's talk, um, inflation because, uh, Hey, uh, Joe's inflation train apparently is never going to stop. We, we had seen record numbers before, but that was dating back only what, two decades, three decades. Now we're up to four, four decade decades. Highs. Yeah. Um, what are the numbers? Which, you know, the 80s were uh, not a great time economically. Um, so this, the consumer price index, it increased 0.9% in November, which brings the year over year increase to 6.8%, which is the highest figure in four decades. Four <laughs> decades. Okay. So experts projected inflation would increase 0.7% in November, which would be a 6.7% gain 
on a year over year basis. Um, keep in mind that the CPI is largely bullshit. Some of the figures of household expenditures are weighted um, inexplicably, like gas is only weighted 4%. So if you're somebody that commutes to work, then you're experiencing inflation at a much higher level than the government would expect you to. But they do this on purpose so that they can gaslight us into thinking that inflation isn't that bad. It's way worse than it is. Well, of course, even if you are working from home or you're not consuming gasoline yourself, you talk about a product that touches almost every other product. It's gas. Yeah. Yeah. Food prices increased 6.1% on a year-over-year basis. Energy prices are 33.3% up over last year. Jeez. And 3.5% up since November. And it's not just gas that's weighted like that. There's a a litany of consumer uh, products and very standard expenditures that are weighted inappropriately for the purpose of making us think that inflation I assume those is not weights are purely arbitrary numbers. It's just somebody making it up. They're There's so no... arbitrary. It's it's this complicated algorithm that you know apparently they've put a lot of thought into based on the the the, the behavior, the buying behavior of the average consumer. It's total horseshit. Oh, so maybe they're. I wonder if they're basing it on say gasoline is like four percent of the average family's budget or something like that. I wonder if that's how they do it. That well, would it's seem also low, people in cities know. that take that exclusively take public transit. I'm yeah, sure yeah. they're being factored into this. <clears throat> anyway, um, so this is obviously uh, another month of of horrible news, horrible economic news for the American consumer and for the American economy. We're going to get the spin on that, uh, but you know, due to this inflation and vaccine mandates and the Afghanistan debacle and all the other uh, disasters, Biden's poll numbers. Uh, have have plummeted polling aggregations place his approval rating in the low 40s uh, that's not the um the only part of the picture though uh, recent polling shows uh, his strong disapproval numbers are also high 38 percent strong disapproval in a marist poll this week which means he is every bit as hated or at least almost as the bad orange man according to these polling numbers it's not just that he has high disapproval numbers it's that people who strongly disapprove who hate him, in effect, uh, are, are large and uh, growing. So and, and of course, this from the man who promised to unify and heal. That was his number one objective. Well, Joe appeared on uh, Jimmy Fallon's show on Friday night, and he says he doesn't pay attention to polling numbers anymore. That was kind of a joke in fairness. But his serious commentary he says people have a bad perception of him in the state of the country because they're getting bad information. How, how much do you pay attention to approval ratings? Well, not anymore. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I was paying attention in the, in the mid-60s. Now I'm in the mid-40s. I, I don't pay attention. But I appreciate look, the honesty, yeah. And look, people are afraid. People are worried. And people are getting so much inaccurate information to them. I don't mean about me, but about this, the, their situation. Yeah. The truth is... The economy has grown more than it has any time in close to 60 years. The unemployment rate's down to 4.2%. It's going to go lower, in my view. But in the meantime, people are worried. And they're worried about whether or not, you know, they have a brother, sister, uncle, aunt who has gotten COVID. And they don't know what to do about it. Yeah. Does, uh, th- does anyone really understand how hard your job is? Like, who, who I mean, besides well, my uncle, apparently, <laughs> uh, who knows everything. Uh, he knows everything. 
Okay. Yeah. I love this language of, uh, oh, you're getting bad information, not just about me, but about your situation. <laughs> As though I like I have to consult um, right wing media to assess yeah. my own personal finances or, you know, the state of my job or the state of my family, whatever else. The idea that he t- he's going to tell me that he has better information about my family's quality of life and just overall state than I can by using my own eyes. <laughs> To look at the and judging my own wallet. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and what sort of impact this is having on my ability to provide for that family. I find I just it's hilarious. And Jimmy Fallon at the end. Well, people don't understand how hard your job is, except for, you know, except for my uncle, who apparently knows everything in the world. I bet your uncle knows more about your uncle's life than Joe Biden does. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, maybe it is a hard job, but maybe that's why we should reduce that centralization of power if you think that oh man it takes a superman to do this job he's got to cover every single thing in the world maybe if he didn't have to do that and more decisions were localized and everybody took on a little bit uh, more uh, more of a role over their own life instead of relying on joe biden to fix everything in the world for them it doesn't matter it's a farce he doesn't actually have any political power that's why he has time to go on jimmy fallon yeah, yeah. well things are to great influence public understand? opinion about him because his approval rating is dismally low the the state what of the country is joke. fantastic that's why he has all this time for leisure yeah exactly I mean, the, the economy is growing <laughs> faster than it has in 60 years well you took an axe to the economy with lockdowns that's not growth. That is uh, something of a return to normal, though in many, right. according to many metrics, we're still not even there. The low unemployment. They keep harming. Oh, low unemployment. Unemployment is, is great. Well, we also have a labor force participation rate that hasn't returned to pre-pandemic levels. According to the Wall Street Journal, labor force participation in November was 61.8%. In January 2020, before the pandemic, it was 63.4. And that might sound like a, a you know, it's, it's a percent and a half. But that percent and a half in a country of millions of people is a hell of a lot of people who are not participating in the workforce. That's product yeah. they're not making. That's product they're not moving. That's economic growth not happening. Mm-hmm. And, and we make it a good deal. Either you make it a good deal to stay at home, which the last year and change has had plenty of that, or you make the conditions of working so annoying and unacceptable that a lot of people just decide, you know what, screw it. I'm going to go home and I'm going <laughs> to, we've seen a lot of women leaving the labor force in particular because it's like, well, I got to wear the stupid ass mask or there's a dumbass vaccine mandate. I'd rather just go home and take care of the kids or whatever yeah. else. Right. So when you have less people working, <laughs> And you have a smaller labor force. Of course, your your measure of people looking for work in that smaller group of people is going to look better. <sighs> as far as um, coronavirus, he says, uh, well, you know, you're worried that your uncle's got coronavirus or your nephew or your brother. They got coronavirus. There's not a lot of people who are so deathly afraid of coronavirus. They're they're unwilling to work. But even if there are, you're the guy that promised to end it. This was the guy last year saying, I'm going to destroy the virus. I'm going to put an end to all of this. Here we are saying, well, you know, it's kind of a rough state right now because people are still afraid of the Rona. Yeah, you promised they wouldn't be a year and change ago before you were even elected. There's some truth to that, though. People are still buying this hook, line and singer. Yeah, I mean, maybe some. But even if I grant that, it's like you're the guy who promised that fear was going to go away by deleting the virus. Yeah, that's true. Jim Cramer, though. (laughs) <laughs> he heard from Jim Cramer uh, last week when he was saying um, when he was begging Biden, please deploy the military and kick down the doors of those wretched unvaccinated and get them in line. 
Uh, that will uh, that will cure all that ails us. And Jim Cramer is back this week because uh, he says uh, not only is this a good economy, as Joe is saying, this is the best economy Jim Cramer has ever seen. <laughs> all right. First of all, to me, we have the strongest economy perhaps I have ever seen. See that number this morning, that unemployment number? It's the best in years, not best in 69. We have all spotted the endless help wanted signs, the housing and apartment shortages, the tremendous demand for goods and services, a marvel to behold. Oh, people are confident about their jobs. I say fantastic. And the ability to even get better ones if they want to. They're spending more than I've ever seen, but they're doing it with cash, not on credit. They're doing so in a roaring 20s style. Okay. What? As we've just gone over, the economic numbers are not good. Um, and as we mentioned last week, either someone is is paying Jim Cramer to say these things or he owns stock in Pfizer. He uh, for or, sure does. Or yeah. both. Um, or he's just great friends with the state. And obviously, I'm connecting dots here. I can't say that this is uh, a direct link, but it is interesting how that sort of propagandistic coverage emerges uh, the same week that Oliver Darcy over at reliable sources on CNN is reporting that um, the white house is working behind the scenes, trying to reshape the economic uh, reshape economic coverage in its favor, briefing major newsrooms over this past week. The officials have been discussing with newsrooms uh, trends pertaining to job creation, economic growth, supply chains, and more CNN source says the talks have been productive with anchors and reporters and producers Getting to talk with White House officials. We're talking about state-run media here, effectively. <laughs> it but already is state-run media, though. Who cares? Everybody else is a fascist. The, the, we want state-run <laughs> yeah. media urging the military to come kick down your door to stab you. But thank God we got those fascists right, out of office. Right. Also among the things that you're supposed to ignore, uh, or at least explain away, the, the rampant... Um, uh, crime going on specifically in our country's uh, major cities. Oh, this clip was so funny. I watched it like five times. <laughs> now, AOC outright denied its existence. Joe Biden and company uh, have a different explanation that crime itself is actually, yes, the result of coronavirus. So we'll we'll tackle crime. It's a root cause. Coronavirus is a root cause of crime. So once we get everyone vaccinated, They'll stop looting the, uh, I don't know, the uh, the Macy's in San Francisco or wherever they're going. But uh, however you try to spin it, at least from D.C., the LAPD has apparently all but given up this week. LAB, uh, LAPD to de uh, detective and director of the police union said outright, if you're thinking of coming to L.A. for Christmas, don't. It is a criminal hellscape and uh, we're just not able to do anything about it. My message to anybody considering coming to Los Angeles, especially during the holiday season, is don't. We can't guarantee your safety. It, it is really, really out of control. Um, you know, I said it to people before. It's like that movie Purge. You know, instead of 24 hours to commit your crime, they, these bad people have 365 days to commit whatever they want. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's hilarious. Uh, and then I watched, I further watched some, uh, some clips and it's like people talking, like girls talking about how they're scared and yeah. people getting robbed. You can't take public transit anymore. Um, LA was, was going this way a long time ago though. So, well, if you're still there, remember, um, as your neighborhoods get ravaged, uh, if you don't like it, it's because, um, well, it's not because of what's happening right in front of you. Certainly that uh, you're racist, you're, it, you're getting bad information. So if you see your neighborhood strip mall looted and potentially burning, 
It's not that you're actually witnessing these horrible crimes right in front of your face. It's that you need to consult the correct White House approved media sources to understand exactly what's going on. Uh, you know, uh, you know who else has um, has bad information? It's not just you, though. It's Biden's legal team. We talked about this a little bit last week. They have taken loss after loss in court or at least suffered uh, setbacks, pauses, blocks with their vaccine mandates uh, being put on hold pending case development. And we went through several of those examples last week. But when we talked about this last week, the federal contractor vaccine mandate was put on hold in only three states. Now, though, that hold covers the entire country. This after a federal judge issued an injunction on Tuesday saying that the plaintiffs, which includes some businesses and the attorneys general of several states, are likely to succeed in their claim that the president exceeded the authorization given to him by Congress. The judge wrote the executive order, the one that mandates federal contractors to vaccinate all their employees. That executive order, uh, according to this judge, is not really about contracting. It's just leveraging contracting as a way to intrude into health matters. The judge writes the direct impact of this executive order goes beyond the administration and management of procurement and contracting. In its practical application, requiring a significant number of individuals across the country working in a broad range of positions and in numerous different industries to be vaccinated uh, faces serious risk uh, or face a serious risk of losing their jobs. It operates as a regulation of public health. The judge concluded that the plaintiffs have shown a sufficient likelihood that the executive order, quote, brings about an enormous and transformative expansion in regulatory authority without clear congressional authorization. So that sounds like it's probably doomed too. And just like we talked about last week, they, they do all these things that are legally dubious and kind of bully you into compliance. And then six months after the fact, you find out that was legally baseless, but it doesn't really matter if your boss, you've already complied. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but you know, just a reminder, the president colludes with media propagandists, exceeds his legal authority in several different matters and doesn't care so much so that he tells you to also ignore the courts which they've done on several occasions. And this is the non-fascist president yeah. grabbing power and, and ignoring the other branches of government at every step and doing totally legally illegitimate things. But he's the not fascist guy. Thank God we yeah. have him. Yep. Yeah. It's astounding. People should be outraged by this, but they don't give a shit. So, and if they can't mandate it to you, they will just scare you into uh, and give you assurances that the next shot is going to be the one yeah. that brings you to freedom and prosperity. We'll get to the uh, Pfizer CEO, but we are due for a break if you're ready to take one. Sure. Let me uh, see. Oh, I got to see what's going on over. Canadian 33. Wondering if you'd seen the COVID rules for unvaxxed in Austria and Greece. Also, Blanche Reed unveiled the Yasmin Mohammed on by Yasmin Mohammed on growing up Muslim in Canada. FYI, hard to read as a mom, but worth it. Um, yeah, you can't do anything in Austria, can you? I, didn't, I wasn't aware that Greece was like this as well, but... I don't know anything about it. Yikes. It's just you're you're in <laughs> underclass, underworld society now if you're unvaccinated? That was my understanding. My God. Long Don John says, you know, if Jesse wanted to be the victim of a real hate crime, he should have just walked down Chicago Street wearing a mega hat. Oh, well... Don't beat yourself up about it, Jesse. Yeah, that's that's just it. Is uh, if you wear a, a MAGA hat around Chicago, you're the one who's going to get your ass kicked. 
You're exactly or, right. Yeah, or worse. Um, holding yeah. more <laughs> high truth seekers. Shot 20 times yeah, for real. by five um, blocks. Yeah. And it'll never get investigated. Uh, Matt, if you had to wear a mullet or a man bun for one year, which would it be? Blonde, same question to you, but for your husband, cheers and happy Christmas. I beg my husband to grow his hair out and quit the military and wear a man bun. You want, I, I would go mullet if I had to pick between the two. That's asinine. Man buns, no. Man buns are uh, they're for guys at IPA taste taste testings. Uh, you know, he could pull it they, off they, though because he's so tall. Man bun guys wear capris and sandals and that kind of stuff. I, I don't do that. You know, the natural order of things dictates that men have long hair. They have throughout history. The short hair thing. I don't necessarily. Thing. I don't necessarily have a problem with that. It's the man bun specifically, and but maybe it's long. What are you supposed to do with it? Uh, maybe it's just been co-opted by a certain hipster culture. I want nothing to do with. But yeah, um, they've done a lot of bad things to beards too. But I a suppose, beard with a I man suppose. bun is is you know it's it's a good look if you're not a douchebag. But I'm just saying, probably eight out of ten man buns are douchebags, and they're probably leftists too. Don't blame. The man bun. I'm, I'm just saying it's a, these days it indicates it is not an indicator of the strong form of masculinity that you're talking about. Yeah, and I, I, I apologize you guys have to, take to it our back. Take it back. Our, OK, well, with that, I'll apologize to our very large man bun constituency in the audience. Okay. I, I never mean to offend. If you're one of mm-hmm. them, bring it. Bring back the man bun to its glory. Yep. Uh, Daniel Kunkel, FDA now wants not 55 years, but is requesting 75 years to release data on the Pfizer poke it's so safe that they have to hide the data on something we paid for with our tax dollars. Total yeah. BS. Not suspicious at all. I, we'll all be on our deathbeds. If Pfizer hasn't killed us all by then. I know. We'll look at the results <clears throat> and it was all bullshit. I knew it. And then we'll have a unrelated heart attack. And die. Robin D. Banks. Yeah. Hey, guys, you hear what's going on with Jizz Lane Maxwell trial? No, neither has anyone else. They're avoiding this like the plague in the news should have been the trial of the century. We've been covering it, though. Come on. Uh, th- but uh, unfortunately, through the reporting of others, you know, it's it's. Yeah, it'd be nice if you got if you if you had the sort of open window that you've had into other trials where you could really assess um, the testimony and the evidence and all that. And now it's like. I got to rely on NPR's reporter in there to tell me what's going on. Okay. It's a real bummer. Great. Robin D. Banks, uh, daily reminder that Alec Baldwin has an equal kill count to James Fields and a higher death rate than the Omicron variant. Yeah. And Alec Baldwin killed somebody that was more useful to society than James Fields. Shouldn't we take that into account too? (laughs) That is how we evaluate murder. How? (laughs) I know. How valuable was the murdered person? I think that that's how we should do it. That's yeah. why no prostitute murder should get investigated. <laughs> ever. Um, kill those hookers. Thorin Parps says, can I get a shout out uh, for my friends Josh and Marissa who just welcomed their daughter Faith into the world tonight? Oh, that's so sweet. I love that name. That's very, very sweet. Congratulations. Well, all the best to Josh and Marissa Josh and Faith. Josh and Marissa and Faith. Yeah. Congratulations. Uh, Robin D. Banks, uh, Pfizer says just one more shot. A family member showed me a story today about a study in Israel where they're saying we need seven shots to fight Omicron. Wow. It's in the national news today. It never ends. The seventh will do it. Uh, yep. We're close, guys. Only if you're getting those Israeli saline injections, though. Ah. The Logan special Orr, kind. The special kind. Uh, late and gayer than ADA banger. banger. <laughs> yeah, maybe, man. I mean, I, I'm, I wish I had... I wish there was something I could do about it. It's my shitty internet company, but um, <laughs> it seems to be running smoothly so far. We haven't had any issues, so good. 
and it's been like an hour we, so we I, were I we were panicking will. for a minute it's like if this doesn't improve what do we do do we do the show offline <laughs> and then upload it which is kind of what that I seems thought we would lame have. but i can't do the show tomorrow night and it's like man um maybe i should think of a backup plan in case my internet dies sometime nah, but it hasn't right. for multiple years that's so we'll true. just keep rolling in it I bought PN Pfizer says just one more shot. I oh no, I didn't read this. Uh, Matt says just one more roll of duct tape. Money mm-hmm. grabbers are all the same. One more roll of duct tape might have done it. I know. Just wrap it around your monitor. Boogeyman nine one seven. Welcome back, indeed. Thank you. No diggity, no doubt. For tech support, we will throw <laughs> it right at the Indians that are running the show. Um, yeah. Let's circle back. Let me uh, check in with. Uh... Tippy stream and D live. I did open the treasure chest on D live guys. Thank you for tuning in over there over on tippy stream. Let's see what we got. Might have to refresh here. Yeah. Bear with me. I'll find where we left off. Okay. Uh, Sid says the four, two, five, four, two, five rule is one of my favorite life hacks. This show has provided. Thank you. For oh yeah. No. Confirmation. If people aren't aware it uh, doesn't matter whether you're cooking tater tots, fries of any sort, whether you're talking curly fries, crinkly fries, straight cut fries, whatever your potato product is that you're cooking in your home oven, the correct temperature and time is 425 degrees, 25 minutes. So it's 425425. And I don't care what the bag says. I don't care what Orida says. I don't care about whoever the manufacturer of that food. Is. It's 425. 425 the only qualifier we'll say is recently great story i know uh we made the decision to purchase an air fryer at this household and it has since removed all potato products from the oven from they all go in the air really oh yeah Mm. it's um i wouldn't say it's as good as like the freshest fast food fries because nothing really can be but i would say it's better on average it's better than your average fast food fries because sometimes you get the soggy, cold, crappy ones. That's These are true. consistently yeah. perfectly crispy if you get it right. And 425425 doesn't don't apply to the air fryer. Don't they always have Teflon, though, in the air fryer? I don't know. It, that's probably what makes it so delicious. I don't, I don't care. I just want good, crispy fries. Mm. <laughs> mm. So air fryer is, it's less time. It's not 25. I'm still perfecting the air fryer numbers. Uh, mostly Peaceful Gun Owner says, Matt and I once made love, so I paid him $3,500 to role play. Uh, my dirty interracial asphyxiation in a polar vortex fantasy. Can't wait to show him my $5 foot long. Wow. Uh, that was uh that was a rough one. Okay. Uh, Rudolph the red. I need some advice with Christmas coming up. I want to make some cookies for my neighbors, but how many days do you think I need? <laughs> Come on, man. Is it about the Jews? How many, how it's the, you're, you're going to get me and you're going to get me in trouble here. I don't know how long it's going to take you to cook that many cookies. Okay. You're going to have to figure that out on your own. I'm not a chef, not a baker. Also, I want to recognize juicy for bravely beating off one of his attackers. Eh, that, that was his claim. <laughs> me too. Says this weekend would have been my wife's 30th birthday. She, um, she told uh, sorry, uh, it's hard to read because of the way Tippy Stream splits this up. She told years that she was excited to reach her 30s, or she must have said for years that she was excited to re- reach her 30s. I lost her in February. She is missed and loved. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, um, thanks for your support for the we show. We love and, you. And You're very special. All the best to you and your family. And um, and thanks for tuning in, man. Uh, I, I appreciate it and uh, and hope you're doing well. 
Yukon Don says, thoughts and prayers for the folks in Kentucky. Indeed. And thanks for your support for the show. I as am well. not going to be niggardly. There, I, I, it wasn't just the New York Times. It was a lot of people trying to score political points on Rand Paul and others over these over these tornadoes. Yeah. So, yeah. Otter's going to ot says Potter is in the right, regardless of the mistaken weapon. Tasers are classified as less lethal weapons. Uh, and to use one is to use deadly force. Yeah, they're still considered a lethal weapon as, as far as I understand. Um, same as the Glock. She may be convicted if she admitted to pulling the taser and not desiring deadly force. Yeah, that would yeah, that would be an interesting scenario. I didn't want to use deadly force, but I pulled it or taser deadly force not justified, but she used the taser. That could mm-hmm. potentially be a criminal offense. Anyway, it'll be interesting to watch. Raggle Fraggle says, hey, guys, leave it to Shapiro to run a joke into the ground. Juicy Smoulier is no longer funny. I did hear repeated repetition of that. Where, what's the source of that? Was that Chappelle who it started was Chappelle, that? Chappelle, yeah. He ruins funny things faster than adults ruin cool runnings. Well, that's that's very rude. You're an asshat. <laughs> Incompetent hands says. uh Perhaps for recognizing Heat's influence through GTA and Dark Knight. Uh, think you would appreciate Heat more if you saw it uh, if you saw it first. Family stuff is played out, but the point is that Pacino sees the drama but is too busy. Recommend Insomnia, Pacino and Nolan. A um, little bit of a teaser for my review coming up. Um, yeah, it's it, uh, well, as with a lot of the movies, there are things I appreciated and things I, I really did not. So we'll get into that at the end of the show. Okay. Okay. I think, um, yeah, we're all set over on D live. So thank you guys for your chats. We will come back to those. Um, I'll have later. to just circle back with you. Let's get back into the news, returning to the, uh, coronavirus developments. Um, we, uh, we, we have some people are still falling for this. It's so frustrating. How many months Please. in are we? 20, 20- one month is that is that I, well, right all that matters <gasps> is we're only two or three weeks into omicron okay oh, it, it changed everything when was it february 20 yeah late february early march 2020 so we are quickly approaching two years time we're really only three or four months shy of that less than that two or three months shy of that but so the the dreaded omicron variant has now been discovered in 25 states the cdc is reporting that that cases have been mostly mild surprising a cdc report released on friday looked at uh 43 u.s cases only one of whom has been hospitalized these are the important details here more than three quarters of the cases were fully vaccinated people and a third had actually received a booster shot as well no okay so the vaccines don't stop transmission that's already acknowledged but the strain is also comparatively mild which means there aren't a lot of symptoms for the vaccine to reduce anyway. Now, don't let that lead you to conclude that maybe we shouldn't worry too much about this and maybe vaccination isn't as as paramount under these circumstances, if it ever was at all. The only logical conclusion is, of course, everyone must get vaccinated even more. (laughs) Even though the the Omicron variant has only been hanging out for a couple weeks, the the science, courtesy of Pfizer, and of course, I'm... Garrett, I haven't seen an explicit endorsement from Fauci, but I'm sure he's on board as the definitive uh, approver of the science. The science has already dropped. And shockingly, great news for Pfizer's business. The science 
that is. Um, so good news, bad news. We talked about this a little bit at the start of the show on uh, Wednesday, but I like to do bad news first and end with the with the great news. The first two shots do very little to stop Omicron. But no, but but that third shot, the good news, the third shot just comes in and picks up all the slack. The third shot is what crushes Omicron. This is the case that the Pfizer CEO is making this week. You got to get to that third shot, everybody, to really be confident. Here's what he had to say on the Today Show. Let me just make sure that we are understanding this correctly. It just came out. Preliminary lab studies showing that the booster does, in fact, neutralize the Omicron variant. That's the good news. But it also showed that the effectiveness of the original two-shot regime of Pfizer's vaccine the, was significantly reduced, 25-fold. Do I have that right? You have it right. In the two doses, there is a significant reduction in our ability to neutralize the titers. Now, the good news is that when we gave the third dose, we had a 25-fold increase in titers this time. To make it clear for your audience, three doses against Omicron are almost equivalent to the two doses effectiveness we had against uh, the wild type, the original uh, variant. <laughs> oh, my God. Who gives a shit? It doesn't kill anybody. Who cares about any of this? This is so stupid. This is so masturbatory. It's like everybody has, has achieved their identity through obsession with coronavirus and now they just have to keep it going because it's who they've become yeah i mean never mind never mind that these are the same vaccines that have existed for almost a year somehow it's the third that's just been lying around that really gets it done never mind again a third of the people who got omicron according to the cdc already had their third shot not just the two that he's talking about that he now says doesn't they don't do shit the third one he says that is the the savior here. They already had it. Uh, and never mind that, that all of this is so new that there's no way anything of confidence can be said about any of it at all. Um, it's just shut up. It's take your shot. Now, the saying is what? Fool me once. Shame on me. Fool me twice. Shame on you. What is it? Fool me three, four, five, six, seven, eight times. You're a slave at that point. That's all you are. You're a slave. Yeah. If you're fooled that many times. That's what you are. And, um, and, and, <laughs> It's interesting you hear this and it's like, oh, yeah, the third one is the one that, that's going to crush it. I bet. Let's let's hear from this guy in a couple months time. No, no. Let's hear from this guy tomorrow, as in relative to Wednesday when he made this claim. So headline Wednesday, Bloomberg, and, and you know, same as what he said on the Today Show. Pfizer CEO says third dose, quote, will do the job on Omicron. Fast forward one day, December 9th. Thursday Pfizer CEO says fourth vaccine shot may eventually be needed. It, so it oh won't do gosh. the job. It's like there, there he has to be laughing at you. Uh, he he's, he's telling you opposite things on a day by day basis and expecting you to just jump whenever he says it in, in this story, he says, uh, or, or, according to this interview, I guess I don't have it highlighted here, but where's, Oh yeah. Okay. The quote is, I think we will need the fourth dose, he said, pointing to his previous timeline of 12 months. Uh, quote, with Omicron, we need to wait and see because we have very little information. We may need it faster. Okay, So he's saying, well, we have sufficient information to say that the third shot really crushes Omicron. Also, we have almost no information, which means we're probably going to need another shot in 12 months time. Why else would they be doing this if there wasn't something in the vaccine? I mean, I, the simple answer, the simple speculation, I guess, is just the financial incentive. Pfizer's crushing it. Obviously, they're they're 
just rolling in money. And if you can keep people scared and saline or something. (laughs) Well, uh, we're going to find out, I suppose. We won't. How are we going to find out? The 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 purebloods will find out one day. That's that's what I'm talking about. Um, But yeah, to the to the original point that you made, there's no apparent reason for any of this. There is no hospital shortage. There's no health crisis other at least coronavirus health crisis. We have all sorts of health crises um, from our from our uh, the state of our physical bodies to the state of our minds and all that. But it's not a coronavirus thing. Nobody also nobody's talking about how uh, all the important metrics, cases, deaths, hospitalizations, they're all about half right now of what they were this time last year. But we're just going to keep going into chaos mode and panic mode, even though by all of those metrics were halfway half of what we were panicking about last year has been eliminated and um and for all this strategizing around omicron nobody has died of omicron not just in the united states nobody in the entire world has died of omicron this according to the ultimate truth authorities the world health organization as confirmed by snopes Snopes says fact check fact check true nobody has died of omicron in the world on december 10th the who who told us no omicron cases reported up to that date had resulted in death but it is still early in the clinical course (laughs) of disease and this may change but if it's early in the clinical course of disease how the hell is the pfizer ceo up there saying well uh, we have plenty of information to say this really shuts down the omicron variant yeah because they don't know if it's preventing deaths because there are no deaths. <laughs> well, that's the yeah. Look how much deaths have dropped off. Why? Because the new strain of the virus is completely undeadly as opposed to just only marginally deadly that we were dealing with before. I, I swear to God, I um I just have fatigue from the last two years and it not is. in the way that everybody else does. Like, huh. oh, I had to social distance and blip back and blah. I have fatigue because I'm tired of hearing about this. And the worst part about this is that. People still believe it. People are still falling for it. Well, you know why you are feeling it's, a little, a little down, a little, a little disturbed, a little bothered. The reason why is, of course, because um, is because you've been uh, locked up and you've had to endure all these, uh, all these lockdowns and things. So Kathy Hochul has just the prescription for you. The prescription for someone like you is to keep wearing the mask because the mask is what enables us to open the economy and get back to normal. And it's not just a thing you should do. The mask mandates are back. New York, Kathy Hochul, the governor, and New York City mayor, for now, the next week or two, uh, Bill de Blasio, they're teaming up to be the uh, ultimate uh, Corona tyranny tag team once again. And uh, they're not to be outdone. So New York Governor Kathy Hochul announced this week that all businesses in New York must now require masks or require proof of vaccination remember when the sales pitch was vaccines are gonna get the masks uh taken away now it's show us your vaccine papers or you must wear a mask and in in announcing this she made a bizarre speech in which she said something like i was just describing to you masks actually help the economy and therefore keep us happy and healthy listen to this all along i have two priorities protect the public health of New Yorkers, but also protect the health of the economy. Mental health crises, suicide is up, addiction, opioid opioid deaths are up. 
all this is a, an effect on the human condition because of what we went through in the past. I don't want to go back ever again to that place where people couldn't go to their jobs safely, couldn't congregate, kids couldn't go to schools. So to avoid that situation, I today am announcing that we are enacting a statewide indoor mask mandate unless a business has a vaccination mandate. I have to protect people, but also the economy. I want to make sure that the little businesses that were hurt so hard during the pandemic and has shut down, resulting in their loss of income, but the loss of income of all the people who work for them. We have to prevent that from happening. Okay. Oh my gosh, I'm doing this horribly restrictive thing in the name of freedom. And everybody's yes. like, oh, thank you for saving us from this, this virulent disease. What does her security look like? I didn't see any security there, did you? Way too confident, to your point. <laughs> way, way too comfortable. Um, yeah, I, I don't want to relive all those horrible things that happened last time, which is why I'm reimposing the same nonsense that didn't yeah, the work same last thing. time. It didn't work, but I'm doing it for the little businesses and for the children. Yeah. Ugh, what a it's stupid like, bitch. Oh, oh thank. Uh, if you if you run a small business in New York. Oh, thanks, Kathy Hochul. Kathy Hochul's here to run my business. She'll run it way better than I ever could. The best thing any business person could ever have done for their business is have this crazy bitch step right out of the way. To have her just disappear. That is the best boom for business you could possibly have. People just keep need to keep leaving New York for more freedom-loving states. That's a way to solve this problem. I just yeah. want to see New York return to the era of the 70s when there were just prostitutes walking the streets and, and 70s styles style pimps like playing craps on the corner i yeah. want a total it's totally overrun with this terrible crime every american city you did Bring a good it. job cleaning yes. up the crime but you went too far so now it's time for the criminals to <laughs> have their well they are criminals doing, must reign <laughs> they're doing a good job bringing back the criminals now yeah but there was kind of a cleanup in prior decades mm. uh but yeah the, the the she can't be oblivious to what she's saying. Oh man, people couldn't go to school. People couldn't go shopping. People couldn't do X, Y, and Z. Why? It's because you, not her specifically, but at the time her, she was Lieutenant governor, Andrew Cuomo and the rest of them. Is that why people in government banned these sorts of things? Is that why they couldn't happen? And is that why you had all sorts of health problems and drug addictions and, and uh, mental health issues and all the things that you're talking about? No, it's because of coronavirus. It's not because of the meddling of, Kathy and the rest of her uh, people in government. This Omicron so. thing. Somebody in the live chat just said Omicron is a gift from God. It is the vaccine. Yeah. If you have the Omicron variant, it is your duty to go out and infect all the people that you possibly can because nobody's <laughs> going to die of it and they'll still get natural immunity. So yeah. you should be licking all sorts of doorknobs. You get out there, Omicron carriers. Well, yeah, that, that is a fair point. The fear is the exact opposite uh, appropriate reaction that, that Why if it's wouldn't true they want that, everybody to get, that hasn't gotten coronavirus already to get infected with this yeah if it's true that literally nobody in the entire world has died from it and you develop the antibodies that give you some degree of immunity against the virus Great. it would be advantageous to develop immunity that way we used to have chicken pox parties this is not a new idea yeah get out there god yeah well you know, if, you, if you're the sort of person that thinks you're the best at protecting yourself, uh, no, Kathy Hochul protects you better than you can. So enjoy that in New York. But not to be outdone, Mayor Bill de Blasio has issued an oh. even stricter vaccine mandate in New York City, 
requiring all private sector employees to be vaccinated by December 27th, as well as expanding the existing vaccine requirement to enter restaurants, gyms or theaters to children age 5 to 11. You want to have a birthday party at Chuck E. Cheese, little Timmy? You got to show us your papers. That's what we're talking about. Thanks to Bill de Blasio, who, by the way, is out of office on January 1st, but he's still forcing this nonsense as he leaves. We in New York City have decided to use a preemptive strike to really do something bold to stop the further growth of COVID and the dangers it's causing to all of us. So as of today, we're going to announce a first in the nation measure, a vaccine mandate for private sector employers across the board. This would be my advice to mayors, governors, CEOs all over the country. Use these vaccine mandates and the more universal they are, the more likely employees will say, OK, it's time. I'm going to do this because you can't jump from one industry to another or one company to another. It's something that needs to be universal to protect all of us. OK. Uh, first of all, a preemptive strike. Now, it's not even a threat that's realized. It's just if the government fears an outcome, they get to take uh, full control of, of your life and your business. But. This advocacy that he's talking about at the end. Hey, everybody join me in forcing this on everyone so they actually have no recourse. They can't even leave. Yeah. I know it sounds hyperbolic. That attitude is how wars start. Yeah. Where you say you can't even leave if you don't do what I tell you to say. Or if you don't do what I, I, I tell you to do. That is exactly how irreconcilable conflict comes to a head. And <laughs> people aren't just going to submit, dude. That's not the way yeah. it's going to work out. You don't give them any kind of escape. You say, submit to me or else. Well, guess what, Bill? People are going to start choosing or else. For now, you should be thankful that they have the ability to leave New York City and not comply with Will this they? nonsense. Will they choose I think or else? Because I'm astounded at people's inability to think for themselves throughout this whole debacle. I'm saying the corner only goes so deep. And I understand that there's been a lot of fleeing and backing into the corner. But when you, if his dream was realized or if his advocacy was realized where... Every all all the power centers in this country from government to business all allied to make it so there was literally no other place to go. What other choice do you have? I, I don't know that. Well, I don't know. Would people comply with outright imprisonment for not getting vaccinated? Maybe some would. I don't know. But I know that this sort of force that he's talking about, not even giving people the respect or courtesy of leaving if they choose not to live the way you would have them live in your city. That is how serious conflict happens. I would. I hope. I hope that serious conflict ensues after something like this, something so egregious. But I've lost faith in the ability of the people to think for themselves. They're like, oh, thank you for exiling me. Thank you. Thank you for locking me in my, in my apartment and, and allowing me to do nothing that is good for my soul or my body. Yeah. I, and, and they just love it. Like, govern me harder. Yeah. I, uh, I wish I could fast forward 10, 15 years into New York City and New York State's future and just see what the results are. I think the best outcome you can hope for is a sudden awakening and a change in voting habits, but uh, I, I'm not <laughs> optimistic for that. So what happens here? Because the degrees of force that you're talking about, leaving people no choice and saying that's a good thing, that that no choice should be the goal to be achieved. Uh, you're asking for trouble, dude. So but he as I mentioned, he's on his way out. So we've got a, a, Eric Adams, I think, is the incoming New York City mayor. Unclear if he's going to at least as far as I've seen, he hasn't said if he's going to maintain this or not. Um, at least when I was checking a couple days ago. So maybe he's updated since then, but um, who knows? It might be de Blasio just pulling off a show too. And maybe this goes away in early January. This is making me want to live on the edge, you know? What does that mean? Like stop wearing a seatbelt and start smoking cigarettes, <laughs> you know? There is. Like just, 
Yeah, we had the uh, question. Was it a call-in show question a couple weeks ago? Has, has the left been so awful they've really changed your opinion on, like, radically on, on some things? And I understand that impulse where it's like, you know what? You're right. Those seatbelt laws are bullshit. And not only are the laws bullshit, I'm not going to wear. In fact, I'm going to intentionally try to fly through the windshield because I know it's my demonstration I, it's of freedom. That, you son of a smoking bitch. Ban. Did you see the smoking ban? <laughs> oh, in, yeah. Yeah. New, is Zealand. It New Zealand. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, children that are 14 right now will never have an opportunity to legally smoke cigarettes. Yeah. So if I understand it correctly, if you're old, you can still smoke. But if you're if you're a young person. It doesn't matter how old you get. You're banned forever from smoking. It's I don't understand how they in this country that would that seems to me like it would face some equal protection challenge. That is to say two adults legal age. You're going to say that this guy could legally smoke when he was 40. But this kid who who now turned 40 can't because of some weird structure in the law. Kids are immediately going to start thinking that smoking is awesome again. Uh, yeah, that's the danger of it, I suppose. Yeah. So lame. God. Well, uh, are you ready for a little hoax hate? You know it. We're talking about Jesse Smollett. No. Oh, well, we could. And now the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. You think they'll notice? There isn't really a racial or uh, sexual component to this one, but it still fits the general theme of a hoax threat of sorts. So we'll get to Don't worry, we still have the racial story to get to with the next one. But at Abraham Lincoln High School in Council Bluffs, Iowa, a teacher has been arrested and is now facing charges after writing fake threatening notes about a forthcoming school shooting and placing them throughout the school show that those notes were left in Phelan's classroom and a girl's bathroom. Now, police say Phelan said she wasn't going to carry those threats out. She just wanted to bring attention to her classroom. Police say Katrina Phelan hid a series of threatening notes throughout the school in November about shooting and killing students. Court documents show a student found the first note left on her chair in Phelan's classroom. It read, quote, Friday morning, sun's out, guns out, bang, bang, they dead, all of them tired of the drama. Two other notes were left in a girl's bathroom. Phelan herself claimed to find one of them, which read, quote, after school, buses, guns, God bless America, they are all going to die. Officers say a detective met with Phelan on November 29th. He said she identified three of the notes as her own handwriting and apologized for writing them. As for the reason, police say Phelan told them she wasn't feeling safe in her classroom, that the kids were very mean to each other, so she wanted someone to, quote, handle it. Phelan later said, quote, I don't remember writing them, but at the same time, I'm 100% sure that I did write them. And that's weird too. (laughs) Phelan faces multiple counts of threats of terrorism. She did turn herself in at the Pottawatomie County Jail earlier this afternoon. As of right now, she's no longer in custody. What a psycho. What a bunch of histrionic nonsense. She was probably just bored because no one will bang her. That sounds like borderline mental illness to me. For real. First of all, you're you're so scared. If I believe the story, you're so scared of the kids that you're going to hoax a shooting or a forthcoming right. shooting to get what better security measures for you to be protected from the kids. Uh, that that and the the statement that you were laughing at. 
Well, I don't remember writing them, but at the same time, I'm 100% sure that's my handwriting and I wrote them. So that's kind of weird. What explains that? Are you in some kind of, do you have some kind of compromised mental state? Are you on drugs? What, what explains that there? The bigger point is there is no explanation that explains why the hell this person was teaching kids in the first. She's obviously fired now. But man, you talk about this the is the quality of, of school teachers today. Yeah, public schools, man, uh, a rough time right now. She uh, her her charges are three felony counts of threats of terrorism. She faces up to five years in prison. When she was asked what she hoped to accomplish in writing these notes, investigators uh, say Phelan, the teacher, told them maybe to bring attention to the fact the school is not a safe place. So she doesn't remember writing the notes, but she knows that she did. And also she knows why she did. Well, it looks pretty safe because they investigated these. Yeah. And all the, they talked to parents too. And all the parents at least interviewed in the local reporting say, yeah, I'm not that worried about safety. Even with this psychopath teacher leaving threatening Mm -hmm. notes in the bathroom. Yeah. Homeschool your kids. She of course has been fired by the school district. Uh, Also, at a West Cam- at West Campus High School in Sacramento, California, the school's vice principal says she has been targeted by racist campus vandalism. West Campus High School Vice Principal Elise Verscher is still trying to process the racial slurs she saw on campus in early November. I'm walking to my assigned parking spot. Uh, I see the N word written five times in proximity of my par- my parking spot. This is what the racist graffiti looked like. We've blocked the image because of its <laughs> offensive nature. And so it felt like a huge betrayal. I was shocked and hurt. Versher believes a student who was previously disciplined for violating school rules as well as other students are behind it. And she says it's not the only thing they've done. Students were posting pictures of my kids, my four-year-old and my eight-year-old, <laughs> calling me black killer, calling me the N-word and all of these things. <laughs> Sacramento police are investigating the graffiti as a case of hate crime vandalism. Detectives reviewed several hours of surveillance footage and now need the public's help to identify the people in these newly released images. We would um, appreciate the public's support with identifying these people so, you know, we can get closer to justice. But Versher says the district is not doing enough. It does not make me feel safe to come back to work. So now she's pleading with the public to help figure that out who black. these people are. Clearly. If you committed yeah. this this heinous act, you need to be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. <laughs> okay. He gets an N-word pass, so what's the deal? I'm very confused by this story. Uh, obviously, one of the guys in the surveillance image is black. It looks like three and two are not black and one is black. It's hard to say. Two are lighter uh, complexion. But um, she says that why would they be calling her black Hitler? So there is an explanation for that. She says that all of this has happened after students have um, rebelled against her efforts to enforce the school's dress code. The black Hitler reference was apparently on Instagram and it's kids on Instagram calling her Hitler like for her fascist dress code enforcement. So what? That's funny. And what she said. um, So what she said there in the in the video interview, I thought was very odd because she said there it was five N words, quote, in the proximity of my parking spot. What does that mean? Does that mean 10 feet away, 100 feet away? That was very odd to me because he didn't say on my parking spot on the sign right in front. 
I'm, also, I who still... the hell knows where her parking spot is? In high school, would you have known where any of your teachers' assigned parking spaces were? According, in fairness to her, according to this reporting, that parking spot is marked vice principal. So there was an indicating marker, but I haven't seen okay. a definitive photo showing where that wall is relative to the parking spot. <sighs> in the Sacramento Bee's reporting, it says she saw a racist slur written five times on a nearby building. <laughs> A nearby building directly across from where her parking spot sits. But what does that mean? What yeah, is, what is directly across what the parking lot or directly across a sidewalk? What, what are we talking about here? Sort of unclear to say the proximity of and all this nearby language makes me a little skeptical of that. And then um, the, the, the other thing I thought was totally confusing. She says, uh, well, I know who did it. It's these punk kids who, uh, you know, they were they were mad at me for my um, for my enforcement of the dress code and other other issues. Uh, but if so, why do you need help IDing the people on the surveillance image if you know right. who's behind it? That made no sense to me. And and th- there's actually uh, a deeper depth to this story as well. The same vice principal claims that she had a stress-induced seizure as a result of this experience and was hospitalized afterward. So I'm not a doctor, but I I don't think that stress causes seizures. Is she already the, epileptic? This was the first seizure she's ever had. Nope. The first no stress-induced. The assistant principal was initially the target of racial harassment on social media for trying to enforce the school's dress code. Then, when she arrived to work on Monday, she saw that it was no longer just over the internet. I screamed. I just couldn't believe it. She responded when asked about a reaction to the graffiti again, near her spot as reported in this story. A few days later, she experienced a stress induced seizure for the first time. No, her no. husband posted uh-uh. on, on Facebook. My wife suffered three seizures at work today. She was rushed to Kaiser, a local hospital. The stress of this racial terrorism has impacted her. Please pray for her. You know, teachers used to be able to like handle it, you know, handle themselves, not put uh, death threats in in bathrooms because they hear students being mean to each other, which is just coded because she that, you know, one of them called her fat or something like that. And then this chick like, why why would she even do this? It's for attention, obviously, but I guess I don't really get the angle. Uh, who knows? She might want, she might have demands at the workplace or whatever else. And again, yeah, but that, but the point you're hitting on, uh, I think, is important. And that is even if it is exactly as she is describing again, who, who gives a is shit? running these schools? I can grant that you're being mistreated. It's not cool to put uh, racial uh, racial slur graffiti on the school or whatever else. Oh, come That's on. A, it's fine. Oh, my God. You're dealing with high schoolers. If you want to run a high school, as you will as the vice principal, you're going to have to deal with all sorts of degeneracy, some of which may, in fact, be directed at you. And I understand you might be treated unfairly sometimes, but you're going to have to show a little more resilience than I had three seizures because I saw the N word written in Sharpie on a wall one time. Or because you saw somebody post something about you on Instagram. Who cares? You're, you're going to have see to see that. You're going to have to have a <laughs> thick skin. I remember. <laughs> I, this, this takes me back because um, we had uh, a very uh, in retrospect as an adult and um, he he was a great teacher. I appreciate him as an adult because he was very disciplined. So like a gym sure. teacher, fit guy. He was also the health teacher and he taught health class, of course. And so we had to, we had the sex ed class with him and all the snickering and the laughter. And he would treat it very seriously and use all the medical terms. And I remember one day in class, we had the flip up desks. I don't know if you had those in like yeah. when, you, when you were young, he went over to one and he looked kind of under it or flipped it up and he read out loud. 
I won't use his name because I don't want to, but we'll call him Mr. Smith. He re- he just read it straight face. Hmm. Mr. Smith is a faggot. And he, <laughs> and he commented on that for a little. That would be news to my wife. You know, it's stuff like that. Yeah. And it's like the same thing. Did he have. Now, does that mean it was cool for whoever wrote Mr. Smith is a faggot? No, totally. Of course no. it was cool. I, mean, I, I laughed and I remembered the story, but should he have had three seizures and made this a whole police incident? I mean, come on, man. Oh you, my God. Don't get me wrong. I don't think I would have the patience to deal with these punk ass kids. That's why I don't want that job. Then don't, then don't be a high school teacher. Yeah. God. Anyway. All right. We'll, we'll update the story. If any more comes of it time for the movie review. In a world world. of movie references flying over his head, one man will finally watch them. This is the Matt and Blonde Show Movie Review. This week's movie is the 1995 Clash of the Titans between Al Pacino as a veteran LAPD detective chasing down Robert De Niro as a prolific career criminal across the city of Los Angeles from movie picker full semi 1776. He says another classic masterpiece from the nineties and a fantastic gun movie to boot. It also shows Robert De Niro before he caught the SJW virus and TDS as always your thoughts and your rating. Sure. Okay. I, I wanted to love this because I loved last of the Mohicans. Um, but this film kind of made me question, whether or not my love of that movie was was just based on Daniel Day Lewis's shirtlessness, like maybe I'm gonna have to rewatch it. Maybe it wasn't as good as I thought. No, nonetheless, I liked it. I I did like this movie. Didn't love it. Liked it. Um, the good there was a dynamic cast of characters, a star-studded cast. Um, Ashley Judd really believable as somebody's trashy, slutty wife. Um, <laughs> Natalie Portman almost died, which would have been awesome. And I got to see Robert De Niro get shot a bunch of times. So that was all great. In all seriousness, I some things I appreciated. I liked the commentary on gender roles. All of these stupid women that are trying to change these career-obsessed men, if you're going to call like hmm. bank heisting a career, which it totally is, and being a cop, like all these chicks were trying to edge their way in, like, I will change him with my love. And then it just fails dismally. And then I like the thing of of her daughter uh, being totally fucked up and adrift because she has an, an abs- two absent father figures. And so yeah, she's I was wondering suicidal. if they were going to tie that up. Like, my dad's coming. My dad's supposed to be here. But that was just that the dad never entered. We were yeah. thinking maybe the dad is one of these characters, but it never happened. Yeah, but I think it was just to show, like, not only does she have an absent father, but her stepfather also absent. So her mother made the same mistake twice, and yeah. she's paying for it um, with her teenage histrionics. So I liked that. Um, I liked Robert De Niro leaving his woman. Uh, I thought that was all. It was all good. The worst. This is always my criticism, but like this movie did not need to be three hours. Three hours long yeah. three hours long it it was epic but not to the point that it, it really necessitated being so long this they could have edited out an hour right maybe more i'm um, with you on that there's some stuff that could be de- there are entire plot lines i think that could be deleted could have, but could have been I'll eliminated yeah uh, and along those same lines i thought there were there were too many characters um mm. i understand it was a bank heist which necessitates a certain number of of people um and then i i felt like 
on multiple occasions, I was taken out of the movie because of um, Al Pacino's overacting. Ah, I was like, okay. Al Pacino is clearly acting. Look, look at him acting. Look at him playing a scene, you know, the, the great ass scene. The unforgettable. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I, I was like, oh, come on. Um, yeah. But I do appreciate that this is something of an elegant cop and robber tale. And it maybe only seemed trite because after 1995 had been repeated so many times like this, this reminded me mm. of dragged across concrete, um, which, which came out in like 2020. So I don't know. I mean, I guess I should give it a four out of five, but it was so fucking mm. long. Three out of five for poor editing liked didn't love. We're, we, uh, it's been a while since we've harshly disagreed on a movie. So, we're, we're going to have to figure out I'm going to have to telepathically foresee what you're going to say and decide I mean, to, to argue the opposite case because my we're very thing about close. these these mediocre movies is that they piss me off the most because I'd rather really hate a movie than just be like Bleh. yeah I remember thinking that about young Frankenstein where it's like stuff I hate is fun to hate stuff I yeah. love is obviously fun to love and young Frankenstein for me ended in a play. Uh, it was in a no man's land where it's like, I'm just apathetic. And in many ways, that's the worst. I don't know that I'm apathetic about this movie. And the more I think about it, the more I warm to it actually. So maybe I'm being a little bit too critical, but um, the things the positive things I can say about it. I think the action scenes were uh, really well done and very memorable. So mm -hmm. you had the, the initial uh, armored truck ambush. I right, thought that was a, right, a great yeah. start. Um, the bank heist, of course, was great. I thought the closing chase between uh, Hannah and Macaulay, um, the detective and the crook, the, being Pacino and De Niro, uh, that the the light effects and the way he sees the shadow and that's how the gunfight ends. I thought that all of that was really cool and uh, artistically done and 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 memorable and worthy of yeah. praise. Agreed. Um, I, I didn't think they were. Some of the gunfights were a little over the top, like the LAPD. They they have them basically surrounded after the bank heist and yeah. they have dozens of cops to their like five guys and they, they can't take them out. They can't shoot them. I thought that was there was so silly, much but... police shooting at pedestrians. Or yeah, like yeah. Pedestrians. So I'm like, this would never happen. It was ah. a little over the top. So, well, I may not love this movie. This is another example where the this movie's influence I have to acknowledge and praise. And maybe it is because a lot of this theme has been kind of played out at this point that maybe I'm not, like you said, maybe I'm not enthused about it anymore. But going back and watching this movie, you can see very clearly and explicitly so by some of the game designers. Heat was hugely influential in the development of the Grand Theft Auto series, which I appreciate because it was one oh. of my it's one of my favorite video game series of all time. Not just the, the, the themes or the presentation influenced it, but several scenes from Heat were actually recreated in a couple really? of the GTA games. They have the ramming of the armored truck. There's a bank heist scene in, in GTA 4 that's very, very similar. Um, and Heat was also very influential on the dark Knight, as the super chatter referenced. So, um, uh, what's his face? The, uh, the, uh, Christopher Nolan, the director of the dark Knight, actually had his, his whole, um, all of his department had sit down and watch heat because he wanted to make a bunch of characters in a city work together in, 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 uh, in that case, Gotham work together. Like he thought Michael Mann's presentation of Los Angeles did in heat. So I, uh, and, Dark Knight is one of the few movies I had actually seen before this entire movie <laughs> and appreciated. So, you know, to the extent that this movie was hugely influential on things that I've greatly appreciated, I can give it uh, nods for that as well. The worst. Now, your angle on why some of the home life stuff 
was actually worthy. Uh, maybe I can warm up to that a little bit. In general, I walked away from this thinking, I don't give a shit about the home life of Batman or the Joker. I just want to <laughs> yeah. see them fight, dude. I just want to see one chase the other guy. I don't want to like I don't want to hear from his, the, the, the suicidal daughter. I don't want the, this mediocre graphic designer girlfriend. I couldn't believe it's like, dude, you're De Niro. You rob millions and you have this four of a girlfriend cat lady. Why? Yeah. I don't care about any of them. I hate I guess I was supposed to hate pacino's wife maybe that's well, the I mean, point why but her position was really understandable I get, but she's just such an unlikable person at the same time i just want her to shut up go away can't stand her and no it, it took up a lot of time all this family life side story it took up a lot of time for all these guys it, it did produce um the the great ass overacting scene that i referenced <laughs> though so <laughs> a great ass maybe that was worth it oh. and i also um this is this point of critique for me is maybe I'm reading a little bit too much into it, but it seems to me that a big theme of this movie is the relativity of good and evil or trying to make oh, look, the evil guy is not that bad. And the good guy um, is yeah. kind of evil. There are there are um, merits and flaws to both characters. And in the end, I mean, I have to acknowledge that that was kind of achieved because who are you actually rooting for in the end? Are you cheering for Pacino to catch De Niro or are you cheering for De Niro to escape or maybe both? Cause you kind of like both guys in a weird way. I'm cheering for the movie to end because I'm tired. Yeah. There's that. And so in fairness, I'm inferring that this movie is trying to make some moral or philosophical commentary in that way. It's not necessarily explicitly stated, but I didn't think that was all that meaningful either. It's like, well, okay, maybe the cop is, um, kind of a bad guy in that he doesn't pay enough attention to his family. And he's uh, a Coke fiend apparently as, as Pacino later described him. And he has all these flaws, but the other guy, even though De Niro is charismatic, he still kills people in cold blood and steals. Like this is not some great moral dilemma. Yeah, One but I guy think is bad. It wasn't about their uh, more, the, the moral quality of their lives. It was more about um, how, how symbiotically they were living while, seemingly being on opposite sides of the spectrum. They both had these terrible interpersonal relationships with people and they were addicted to the chase, but in different ways, they were the same man. Yeah. I could be talked into maybe a higher rating than I gave it. And I think I certainly could be talked into it if it had left less of the family story and more of the, the interaction between Pacino and De Niro is quite good overall. So if it was the family more... story was like the only compelling thing about this, I'm like, I don't really? give a shit about anything else. Well, I this guess is we a man dis- woman thing. I guess we disagree on that, but we do agree on the rating, which is uh, a, a three wiki. Okay. I'll allow it. I thought there were, moments of excellence but they're they're separated by a lot of monotony and it's just as you so as you said i think it's just way too Natalie long portman without good reason but um but actually she was hardly in this though but she yeah. is there is so much of her terrible accent in v for vendetta you'll see ah we shall see the audience in the early vote uh rates it higher than we do four wikis being the uh really the most common vote so far at 43 percent of the vote as you mentioned v for vendetta the natalie portman month continues we will watch v for vendetta next week you know not to um take any shots at the movie nominators picks because i think they've been they've been good and important but if i had foresight what was i thinking december should have been christmas movie month i was thinking about <gasps> that earlier today i was like why why didn't I? Why didn't I do a Christmas movie month? But I did watch Elf the other day. It held up. Mm. Nothing. Nothing beats Jingle All the Way. It's the greatest Christmas movie ever made. Never seen it. It's, well, you like you like Arnold ridiculousness, so you might like Jingle All the Way. 
That doesn't have Mel Gibson in it, does it? No, it's it's oh. it's one of those Arnold comedies, you know, alleged mm. comedies. And it's got the the little boy in the movie is the Anakin Skywalker kid from episode one. Oh, famously bad actor. Oh, Hayden it's, it, Christensen. Oh, no, no, not Hayden Christensen. The little Anakin from episode one, the kid Anakin. Ugh, I don't remember any of those. Yeah, it's um, Jingle All the Way is one of those so bad it's good kind of movies. Mm. Uh, he punches a reindeer. He uh, Arnold punches a reindeer, drinks with a reindeer, all that. Sinbad is in it. Don't forget oh, Sinbad. Wow. Is this yeah. a 90s flick? Uh, yeah, yeah. Mid to late 90s, somewhere in there. Mm. Wow. Uh, as far as what's up after that, the the nominees, remaining nominees, this will be the last Time to vote for full semi 1776's nominations. The Patriot, Dirty Harry, Gladiator, Interstellar, Apocalypto. Of course, uh, you can reject the movie list and vote for a random IMDb top rated movie as well. Uh, the early vote, when I had last looked, uh, Wildcard was dominating. People wanted to get something else mixed in. But now The Patriot and Dirty Harry have taken the lead. So if you care about any of these movies, get in there and vote because it will be the last chance on this particular batch and we'll get a fresh batch for January after that. And as a reminder, if you'd like to read my movie reviews, comment on how wrong I am, submit your own rating, vote for the next movie and sign up for your chance to pick the movies for the month. The one and only place to do it is my weekly movie review column linked in the description and on the homepage of the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com. That'll do it. Let's catch up with chat sure did i read a matt and i once made love tonight <clears throat> I don't one think so. of us did i thought i read one was it robin d banks no he said it would be one time but after that second third fourth time i started wondering how many more he'd want then i realized it wasn't mad it was fauci how long <laughs> oh, that was four days ago five days ago fair a bug late on the whole covid strain nonsense but has anyone noticed the fun anagram with the new strain of covid being moronic <laughs> yeah there's that and <clears throat> i think it was delta there was something that combined if you combine delta and omicron it made another what's the word where they mix up i forget anagram anagram that's it mm -hmm. uh, i can't remember what it was it might have Come been on I want to say it was like media panic or something, but there's no P in Omicron or Delta. So it can't be that. Let me know live chat. Yeah. 2A education. Hey guys, thanks for the show as always. Thank you for watching. Well, thank you. And uh, all the best with the channel. Merry Christmas and happy new year. Robin E. Banks. Uh, take these shekels to feed your hamster in the wheel that powers your internet carrots. And by carrots, I mean steroids, meth and bath salts and cocaine. Maybe. Yeah. They, uh, the company has been pretty good in my experience so far, but they are one of those, like, uh, we, we are a business started on a government government grant or government contract. So they're kind of a, we'll get around to it when we get around to it sort of company. Uh, media control. That's it. Media control. Thank you. Thanks guys. So Andrew Pollock, I turn 36 tomorrow. My wife, uh, and my first baby is due in 27 days. What a better way to celebrate than by watching you two tonight. Can you guys say also congrats to grandma Sue for becoming a grandma for the first time? Congrats, grandma Sue. That's congratulations. So great. And congratulations, great. To congratulations to you as well. To you guys. That's great. Issue. The show apparently needs more duct tape funds. I bought myself some cool mugs this month from the store, but here's some more for the duct tape. We will <laughs> buy more duct tape. I promise. Thank um, you. Appreciate it. Biden's I'll, I'll ass duct tape the wire into the wall. Make sure yeah. it's not loose. Ass crack. Ass crack. Hacky sacky circle backy told me that my diarrhea is hereditary. It runs in my jeans. Jeans is spelled J. -E wow. 
What that, that was excellent. Hacky though. sacky circle backy. Is that is that an original? That's good. I haven't heard that before. <clears throat> Evil it's zombie involved. toe. It's deep. That's got a lot of layers. I like it. That. It's yeah. got a lot of layers. Yeah. Uh, Matt and I once allegedly made love, except it was just a thirty five hundred dollar personal training session with mega hats and a subway sandwich. Why would I lie? About something like that. I don't know. Why would you lie? That's what was so weird about Jesse's testimony. Dude, all the $3,500 was just for personal training and fitness and stuff. Also, those Osindiros are pieces of shit who lie about everything and they're criminals and they're bad guys, which is why I hired them to train me. He's a terrible liar. He had to flip on them as the key piece of his defense. But that just calls into question why the hell you trusted them. It's like, why why were you? Okay, so you weren't driving around with them to scout the location of your hate crime you say you were just hanging out with them and smoking weed but also they're piece of shit criminal liars and nobody should trust them which is why you hang out with them and smoke weed and drive around and what yeah it's just mind-bogglingly stupid and inconsistent lies it's like he didn't try at all because he thought no one would ever investigate it he was almost right too don't forget this special prosecutor dan webb kim fox dismissed all of this yeah he almost just walked away I can't believe this is happening. I'm I'm truly amazed. I, I was when wrong. I look back at the the trials this year, I mean Chauvin, I think I still believe was a, a major letdown not just because of its political not because of its political implications, but because I think that that justice was not served there. In that Derek Chauvin is not a murderer, okay? Right. Uh, the the person primarily responsible for George Floyd's death is George Floyd himself and if Derek Chauvin played a role, it's something tangential to that. But um, if, if we had if we had learned, say, at the end of last year, hey, look at all these trials that are coming up in the next year and you learned the outcome for them, um, that would have been very encouraging to me because I, I honestly could have predicted a scenario <laughs> in which Chauvin goes to prison, Rittenhouse goes to prison. Jesse is uh, they, they not Freed. only is he just walking around, they renew Empire and he goes back and has some um, some um, sort of comeback to her or something like that. Yeah, yeah so, I know. It's but shocking. he has to go to prison. Yeah. All right. Jesse, has, I'm not I won't be satisfied until he is behind bars. He has to. He I absolutely think he'll probably get to. a few years, but then he's going to love prison. <laughs> Might work out for him. Um, Mark G on March 18th, 1925, the tri-state tornado hit Kentucky as well. That storm produced a tornado that traveled 219 miles as well. I don't think this is climate change. Yeah, they uh, also should have paid more to the IRS. Wait, yep, what yep. year was that? 1925. Did, did the IRS exist then? No. I don't know. This is a stupid side point. So go ahead. I'm just curious. Jordan H. Uh, says, take the shackles. Susan is censoring again. Thank you. The IRS started in 1862? I'm thinking of the Federal Reserve. Oh. But the, I guess the IRS existed before the federal income tax. Right. So, yeah. Uh, Robin D. Banks, what did Assange do? Tell someone how to crack a password. There's a YouTube video that teaches you that. They're in the software free and by default on Kali Linux. Are they getting arrested? No. Yeah, I wonder what's going to happen with him. Do you think he's going to be? I don't think he's going to be extradited. I don't know enough about the court, how the court system is going to play out in the UK. But, mm. uh, but so it, it's, I, I wouldn't be able to speculate intelligently. Um, so, but, but Gus, we'll see. I mean, politics are going to play a role in a lot of this. And I think, of course, yeah, I wonder what kind of behind the scenes U S politics are trying to drag him here. 
Gus of the Dork says, hey, y'all, my elderly father is feeling sick, which is very weird for him. He's liberal, but please pray for him and keep rocking the awesome show. Gotta love the CNN destruction. It's well-deserved. We will keep him in our prayers. Thank you All so much. All the best to your family. Thanks for tuning in. Incompetent hands 30. I screwed up blonde like Matt. I got the regular instead of the spicy Popeye's chicken sandwich. Even high. Mm. That was some mediocre nonsense. IQ must correlate with palate. Gotta get that <laughs> spicy chicken sandwich. You know, uh, spicy foods are very dicey for me because it's not that I can't handle them, but there's a threshold. And once I cross the threshold, like it's over, it's tears running down the face. It's not down all that. And I don't want to, I don't want to toy with that, but the spicy chicken sandwich, I mean, not only is the chicken on point, the bun is fantastic. The pickles are perfection, but the sauce specifically is just right at that threshold Yep, where it's uh, almost too spicy. It takes you a minute to eat it because you kind of got to take a break. But you're not going to, at least if you're like me, and I'm not the most spice tolerant person. It's not ruinous. Or, or, yeah, you're not going to you're not going to look like you just cried your eyes out or something like that. So it, it, that, that thing is uh, a near perfect invention. Robin D. Banks, the little black book unredacted has been public for some time. Do you want a copy? Hit me up. It was on 4chan and was released on Gawker of all places in 2015. A little bird me told me a little oh, birdie told me that. it actually actually he had uh, like seven or eight of them. Oh, in the house. Uh, so I think that the the most the one that the people speak of with the most notorious names is actually not publicly available anywhere. Oh. And then that is what is going to be. He, he did not have one single black book. I did make it sound like that. though. Cody J. I finally got my hands on my suppressor after about 10 months of the government holding it hostage. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. Sorry, I have not yet achieved such things when we were um, doing a little Black Friday shopping or it was Saturday after Black Friday. But I was at um one of the stores uh, around here or in Billings and we were looking through their gun gun stuff and they had two for one suppressors. Well, it's really it was buy a suppressor, get a free 22 suppressor. So it wasn't oh. one is more expensive and one is cheaper, but I, I almost did it. A couple of things um, made me refrain. Number one, you know, I, I have a child's future to plan for even, uh, even if suppressors play a role in that future one way or another. <laughs> But the other thing is I got to pay the federal government two tax stamps. So 400 yeah. additional dollars and then let them sit around at that store in jail in ATF for jail for yeah. yeah 10 months, a year, whatever. And I thought about it, man, but uh, I walked away and here I could be I could be one month into the 10 month journey by now. Not quite, but something close to that. If I had <laughs> decided otherwise. Enjoy your time. Enjoy at the range. it. Knuckle hunky buck. I would have gotten away with it too if it weren't for you meddling sandwich artists. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was talking about this uh, on a hangout earlier, but a couple things about the subway thing that I, I'm curious about. Number one, actually, I I'm told that Jesse got a tuna sandwich. I was curious because we actually went out and got Subway on Friday as a Jesse celebration. We wanted celebratory Jesse Subway. But I wanted to know what sandwich did he get? Because I want to go in there and get the Jesse. I want to have the Jesse. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I didn't know what he had. I'm told it's tuna now. But the other but then thing you is you can't eat it. And then you have to pay somebody to get to beat you up. <laughs> and then you so you, you can't eat the sandwich. What's the point? The other thing about the Subway thing is, though, the sandwich is real. And obviously that was important evidence for the investigators. Who made the sandwich somewhere out there? There's this there's this subway sandwich artist who is otherwise living this monotonous life, making probably two sandwiches on the night of what's the coldest night in Chicago history, effectively. But you have this story. I'm the guy who made Jesse's (laughs) subway sandwich. Who is that person? 
Have we want to hear forward? from you. We will have you on the show, that would Subway be, Artist Man. That would be top tier. You talk about who I would love to talk to on a stream. <laughs> Guy who made Jussie's sandwich. Uh, I'll make time for that. I will. EC Morgan. Hey, Matt and Blonde. Glad I could watch this live. Please wish, please wish my mom, Marianne, a happy birthday. She's 76 today. Love your stream. Happy birthday, Marianne. Happy birthday. Thank you. Uh, censored disc, uh, discourse says, can I get a shout out to this channel? I upload pictures of videos that had their likes and comments disabled. So the conversation can continue. I have Santa Inc right now, but plan <laughs> to add white house to that is censored discourse. Well, wait, uh, let me make sure I understand. He's getting the shots of the, of the comments before they go away or what's the premise here? Pictures and videos. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So before they disable comments, he harvests the comments. Yeah, but what are you going to do now, man? Susan yeah. just killed your channel, censored discourse. Well, so I don't know how long out. how long do comments how long are those even going to stick around? That's the thing. Yeah. She's already taken your dislikes away. It's fine. I, I like the idea stop though. Stop asking me if I'm pregnant. I don't care if comments to get disabled. They don't I, give a way shit. Way back when I was um, you know, like I wasn't as serious on YouTube, I guess. I used to do I used to like take take comments out of my own comments and respond to them or make fun of them or whatever. I don't really do that anymore, but, but I do that all the time. <laughs> but point is like, if you want, you can actually make comment focused content that can be pretty uh, entertaining. If, yeah. if that's the route that you want to go. Pan M says peak white woman. It's not me. It's Twitter's fault. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chimp yeah. in a bow tie. Lemon's accuser refused a massive payoff in NDA and said he'd only accept a public apology. Of course, Lemon rejected that and took the Smollett road and will go down in similar flamey fashion. They always go down. We shall go see. Down. Maybe Jesse will advise Don this time. Hmm. Hmm. Chris Gard, Morbikai. YouTube won't let me post anything even cryptic uh, about what I want to say about the new measure here in Queensland. I can't go to any restaurant or pub or sporting or entertainment venue until further notice. Rest in peace, freedom. That is what's happening in Australia is just terrible. The only good thing that's going to come out of it is that it should be a warning to us about what will happen if we give up our Second yeah. Amendment rights. Well, Godspeed, Chris. And of course, Chris, if people don't know, is our music guy who made, yes, the Susan Wiki Wiki song. Wiki Wiki Wiki. There we go. That's Chris. So. Thank you for uh, your excellent work. And if you if you want to hear that song, it's on the community page of my website. I keep it up there because it's fantastic work. It is good work. Semper Ad Meliora. Can't wait to see those Subway commercials with Juicy enjoying a footlong in his jail cell. Maybe he'll be eating a sandwich too. Fucking yeah. gross. Brain out of the gutter. I already addressed this on this channel though. So, Mark Wiseman, did you hear that Chris Wallace announced today his departure from Fox Sunday show to anger CNN's new streaming service? I suspect declining viewership after his treatment of Trump may be a reason. Yeah, that rat faced bastard is leaving Fox <laughs> News. Why was he on Fox News anyway? Uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, Fox News, I, I take Fox News with a grain of salt anyway. It's like, uh, I mean, they they are every bit as. Um, yeah, corporate controlled as, corporate as, media, as yeah. the rest of them there. That's not to say there aren't personalities on Fox. I don't appreciate or, or like or whatever, but Tucker um, end of list. Who else is on Fox News? It's well, Tucker's while. controlled opposition. Just he like probably we are, is controlled you know? opposition. Yeah, um, we're not um, so I don't enough know. to be. I mean, uh, controlled who, who the, the Chris Wallace is in a weird spot because um, the, the core Fox audience is not going to be a huge fan of his. But the core CNN audience, to the extent that's a thing, they're not. Who, he's on the plus thing now. So that means what's paid subscription. Who the hell's going to pay to watch Chris Wallace on some streaming service? He's getting some of that Cuomo money. On, Maybe. Yeah. 
Um, Mark Grendel or Mac Grendel. Sorry, Mac. Uh, your late start worked out well. Viva and Barnes ran a bit late. Cheers. Ah, Those streams well, are always killing it. They're just killing they, it. They are doing 16,000 live views. And the, um, I mean that they're doing excellent work, but the, the genre or the, the domain of kind of independent legal content, which they're, you know, particularly well equipped to discuss that's been crushing it this entire year with all these high profile trials. And, and, yeah. and that's really encouraging to see. And I, I, I like that not just as a fan of independent content, but as someone who's interested obviously in, in all of these legal concepts and trials, but I don't have that professional or formal training in it. So I really appreciate people that are, able to make these complex legal stories accessible to the layman. And, and he's so uh, animated and, and likable. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Love so his channel. I, and I'm his little dog. I, have I, I don't know if I've seen the dog. What, what oh, kind of dog is West he Highland have? white terrier. I must've missed the dog. He's adorbs. I like his man yeah. on the man on the street, walking on the street. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Prezio says, uh, Hey, do you guys know about Elizabeth Holmes case? She's going the, I am just a female defense that the court case is actually happening now. Maybe Matt can do a research video on this because it's so crazy of a story. I'm so addicted to it. I've been listening to bad blood and the dropout. And I just, I follow this case obsessively and I cannot believe she took the stand and she was like, Ooh, it was raped in college and blah, blah, blah. And, and Sonny Balwani made me drink green smoothies and told me that 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 I wasn't capable of running oh, a successful yeah. company. It's like so so he made you eat healthy and um was right about your inferiority. I'm like, oh no, the horror. <laughs> She's like, he made me have to have sex with him when I didn't I didn't want to. It's like you guys were together for twelve years. Like, I don't talk know to anybody ab- that's been in with with a person for twelve years and ask them if they've ever had sex with them when they didn't want to. Twelve mm. years, come on. I I didn't I don't know much about this story at all, but I remember you talking about it previously. So now it's starting oh, to ring a bell for me. It is so you've got to. It's just the most fascinating thing. Hmm. You've got to you've got to listen. Oh, well, I wonder what's going to happen to her because this is in federal court too. So this is uh, there's you're not watching this trial. You just have to. No, <clears throat> they will. They allow um, a certain number of media uh, hmm. folk in there, and then um, they are writing about it. You know, gotcha. when they get out of the trial. So, Long Don John Matt and I once made love. Lee Tater Tots cut to absolute perfection at 425 degrees for 25 minutes. Get that look off your face, blonde. What did you think this was going to be? I thought it was yeah. going to be pretty gay. And cook two men cooking together is also pretty homoerotic. That so. is how you make perfect tots at home, though. 425, 425. <sighs> I hate you guys so much. Uh, Skip Mayfield. I'm away home from Alaska to Arizona. I'm stuck at SeaTac for a week. <laughs> my joint aunt of it just for the lols. Ugh. Well, if you get any uh, undercover footage, send it my way. Yeah, really. Holden Mulray, hi, Truth Seekers. Did you see where the FDA extended the requested time to process FOIA over vaccine from 55 to 75 years? What do you make of those two numbers? Take care and God bless. Um, Because in 75 years, everybody that's gotten the vaccine is going to be nearly dead or dying of old age related ailments. And they won't be able to um, trace back to the vaccine. I suppose that's it. Because my initial reaction is why do that at all? That seems like a you're you're not confident in your ability to fulfill those requests in 55, but you are in 75. Yeah. Um, Because if you're dying from cancer. You got yeah. the vaccine when you were five and you're dying of cancer when you're 80, then you, yeah. you can't exactly be like, oh, this is from the vaccine because you're fucking 80 years old. Yeah. Um, Andrew Pollock says, I'm sick of people saying it's because of the pandemic, bro. The only pandemic are these politicians. What do you guys think? Yeah, yeah. this pandemic, it doesn't exist. It is a figment of our imagination, a creation of the way that we've behaved, our reactionary behavior to public policy and overreaching politicians. Yeah. And we deserve everything that we get here. 
I saw a great comment on the Bill de Blasio interview on Morning Joe that we watched on the YouTube post of it. Someone, and it was a highly upvoted comment, while Susan still allows those. It said, at this point, I would be more confident in the original Delta and Omicron holding a joint press conference to describe how they're going to protect us from these tyrants. I, I yeah. would I would rely on a disease or a virus to keep us safe from these people much sooner than I would rely on them to keep me safe from anything in the world. Uh, yep. Yeah. The, the pandemic yeah, totally. is just the catch-all scapegoat. Uh, Jen Psaki <clears throat> blaming crime on the pandemic. The economy can't recover because of the pandemic. Everyone's too scared to do anything because they're afraid their family's going to get coronavirus. But you go outside. Uh, every day is a nice, uh, wonderful day, an opportunity to do something productive. Nobody – it's like – this is such an example of where what exists on TV, the internet is in such stark contrast to what exists out there on the street. If you just go walk around, you know, I suppose it depends on where you are though. Yeah. I mean, I, like you I guess you can't do f- fuck all in Seattle right now without a vaccine password. Yeah. And I haven't been to California for a long time, so I don't, I don't know. But in North it's Idaho, it's like not. the worst interaction that I have on a daily basis involving coronavirus is seeing somebody wearing a mask and it's like, same. Yeah. 10% of the population. And I still scowl at them. <laughs> I sc- I don't care how yeah. old you are. I'm like, <laughs> what are you doing? And especially um, Tom, if you're one of those sons of bitches who doesn't, you're an adult who doesn't wear a mask, but you make your small child wear a oh, mask. I, I saw one of those bastard dads. Where were we? Like at the grocery store? Yes. I can't remember. Somewhere around town. Like, find your Piece balls, man. Yeah. Uh, it's because their kid's not vaccinated. Yet. I know. Tom twelve twelve. Regarding your hoax hate this week, meth is a hell of a drug. Which one was on meth? Phelan. Uh, possibly both, but probably the teacher who wrote the hate notes, but doesn't remember it. She was so fat that she. Well, I suppose maybe she maybe she just started the meth. It's like so wasted. Um, Knuckle honky buck. You actually expect me to remember every single terrorist hoax note I've ever written? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's too many. Brandon Lesko, blonde. They're probably ten ah. percent who are actually walking the walk. I gave up fourteen years of federal service and moved from Washington to Texas, working at a firearms manufacturer down here in College Station. Right on. Good for you. Well, that's cool. Let's um, go, that's Brandon. Yeah, it, and, and I'm glad to hear that. And, and people who have stories about taking a risk and leaving something behind because these people forced you out and you found something better on the other side. I love to hear those yeah. stories. So thanks for sharing that. And thanks for uh, supporting the show and uh, good luck in the firearms industry. That sounds fun. Doesn't matter. Look up the North Hollywood shootout. It happened in 97. It proves that rifles will beat pistols and shootouts every time. This was the first time Pacino and De Niro were across from each other on screen. Is that why yeah. everybody jerks off to this movie? Just because of the, the actor caliber. I could see that. Uh, and I don't have enough experience with their movies for that to matter that much to me. But if you're someone who's kind of a super fan of both, I could see why that would matter. Uh, but but in this movie, and I know it's a mo- I'm not going to sit here and like really criticize the whole uh, combat depiction. But a lot of the LAPD guys had shotguns, too. So uh, that and they had them vastly outnumbered. It's like, can't somebody make a move to advance on these guys and shoot them with the shotgun? Yeah, I don't it just and I know uh, what's his face. Val Kilmer's character did eventually get hit, but it just they're just like running through just a barrage of bullets coming at them and nothing ever hitting. Yeah, yeah. It's a little silly. Um, Esoterica Unbound missed most of tonight's show because of network problems here in the house. Do you know where I can get the good duct tape? <laughs> Got no vid, but I was able to see the live chat. Suppose this is what hell's like. <laughs> you couldn't even hear it. Oh, man. Yeah uh duck duck is a good brand not duct tape duck as in quack quack tape exactly big fan 
Ben Smith, thanks to both of you. I'm watching the SNF game because I'm a Packers shareholder watching the game while watching this stuff. Also, 2A Jerky is incredible. 10 out of 10. It's exceptional. I'd recommend. So would we. Well, I was going to take a shot at the Packers, but since you're (laughs) sending some nice advertising to one of our preferred advertisers, I will withhold. Um, But yeah, I'm glad to hear it. And it it is good stuff. Have you uh, sampled the 2A Jerky? I'm not. I'm Uh, not. um, it's, It's quite good. Yeah, I would I would encourage if people have not. That's two a jerky dot com. And uh, I haven't even checked in uh, on the game Are the Packers. It doesn't really matter from a Vikings perspective. Yeah, the Packers, the Packers, so uh, the Packers are killing the Bears as expected. Anyway. Enjoy your bread and circuses. Yeah. Fools. Um, I think that was the last one. Oh, no, we got a few more. Sorry. Um, Eric Dieter says the best way to fix our government and the centralization of power is to take away the purse. We need to defund the fed in federal income tax. I agree. Never going to happen though. It would be Um, a great first step. And you wonder uh, the farther they push this sort of stuff, what happens if everyone in the state just said, we're not doing this anymore. We're not paying federal income tax anymore. What are they going to do? Arrest the whole state? We're not going to abide by any COVID mandates. We can't even do that. You think we're going to be able to defund the fed? Yeah. Sorry, Eric, you're right. I don't know why I took it out on you. Mean Steve 69. <laughs> What's the difference between the government and drug cartels? Drug cartels don't force you and your children to take their drugs. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, uh, Juarez is looking uh, more and more appealing by the day. <laughs> <laughs> Juarez is beautiful at this time of year. Yeah. Um, Esoteric Unbound. Yesterday afternoon, I read about tornadoes devastating parts of Western Kentucky Having come of age in southeast Missouri, I knew that tornadoes hitting that area always come from northeast Arkansas and pass through the boot heel where my dad lives. Esoteric Unbound, I love you, but you need more letters in your super chats. They're so hard to read, and they make me sound like I'm retarded. It's probably Susan's fault. She restricts your character. It is uh, masterful. He uses a masterful limitation of characters. You got to do what I'm you got to do. I'm just too dumb to do it. Thank well, you. Well, Tippy Stream is tough because they do the same thing that um, Streamlabs used to do, where they split it in Ugh. a way that you can't read it. That's what I'm always struggling with. But we do have a couple on Tippy Stream before we get out of here. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, N word, F word is this guy's name. The actual words. Nibba faggot. <laughs> uh, oh, actually, I skipped a couple. Sorry, I'll come back to that one. Walsey says no man bun, no peace. So you might be uh, you might have a teammate. That, is that pro or anti man bun? Actually, no man. Know. That must be pro man bun. They 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 he wants man buns or there will be no peace. Okay. Gotcha. Knuckle Hunky Buck says New York has always had a rampant crime problem. All the pimps and whores just moved from the street uh, into the Capitol and City Hall. Yeah, that's probably what happened. <laughs> This is N-word, F-word. Some really brilliant work from great from our great leader, Ardern, with the smoking ban. A brilliant uh, bit of out-of-the-box thinking. She should make drugs illegal and next truly solve this issue once and for all. Yeah, uh, she is. Uh, she gets worshipped in American media frequently. For Oh, how did this lady, how does she uh, keep coronavirus out of her small island country that is <laughs> geographically yeah. separated from everybody? Good thing she locks down her population to make sure that, you know, simply closing the airport, doing something that simply closing the airports would accomplish <clears> if you're <throat> really that afraid of it. Xander says, uh, Blonde, uh, what's up with the rand with that random chick? 
you fought with on YouTube. I saw the screenshots uh, on your Instagram. You have a, Did you have a comment fight or what? Oh, just this woman was commenting. Like she commented something on one of my videos that was like, I have no maternal instinct and I don't want babies. And like, I just want reproductive freedom. And this woman does not speak for all of us. And like, I looked at her channel and talking about you, you don't. Yeah. It was a video, um, on about patriarchy and she's like, women deserve, have children and they deserve to be respected and revered and all this stuff. I was like, but you just said you don't want children. Like why Hmm. you don't get that reverence. If, if you're like, I don't want kids, but I want all the respect that mothers get. And she was in (laughs) her early twenties and stuff. And I was just like, this is such a, I ripped her apart. And then ah, I posted about it on Instagram. Gotcha. My Instagram is blonde underscore beast one. Wait, let me look that up actually. <laughs> and I don't who know. knows? It's probably banned by now too. Knuckle hunky buck says to be able to That's afford right. a decent internet. It is all right. One more time. Just people get it. Blonde B L O N D E underscore beast one is my Instagram. Gotcha. If you want to see this interaction I had knuckle hunky buck says to be able to afford a decent internet connection you should start selling hand etched coffee mugs for 99 dollars that say listen <laughs> listen in with christensen uh, that's it's oh, a little yeah. little rough <clears throat> um maybe i could just uh maybe well how close could i make them right to louder with crowder but still not face any kind of uh <laughs> lawsuit <laughs> listen in with christians in. i wonder if he'd uh, see you yeah you're on to something there maybe maybe that's it knuckle hunky buck also says i have to try 425 425 i cook everything on 13 percent of the oven's heat for 50 minutes and it <laughs> and it always comes out completely burnt <laughs> you know you actually got me the the stats there that did slip past me until i had already said it so congratulations those are hard ones to get by these days <laughs> No, you're not supposed to use 13% of the power for 50 minutes. That's, that's slow cooking. People appreciate that, but that's yeah. not that's not a good tactic, especially when you want crispy tater tots or fries or whatever you're trying to achieve. Okay. Uh, I think we're all set. Looks like we're we good on DLive. On okay. We're good on Tippy Stream. Let me reload this really quick. Do, 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 do. Mr. Grundle has a few more things to say. I'll stop calling you that, dude. Uh, Last Esoterica Unbound says a nursing home collapsed 20 miles south of his place, killed a resident. A little girl died 10 miles to the east and a truck driver 12 miles to the northeast. But my dad and his place were unharmed. Now I feel guilty for my joy. Hmm. Don't feel guilty. Um, Sometimes people just get lucky, you know? Yeah. Well, all all the best to your family. And uh, Mm, and thanks for supporting the show, man. Mac Grundle says Paul Harrell breaks down the Miami Dade shootout very well. The shootout. In Heat isn't so far-fetched. That part of the movie is used as a training aid for movies. Or for agencies, not for mm. movies. Well, maybe. Maybe I'm the one who uh, is uh, off the mark with that. I don't... I just... Granted, I uh, I don't train anybody in uh, any sort of combat tactics or anything like that. But it just seems... Like, there are parts where Val Kilmer is shooting cops in front of him and then turning around and shooting cops behind him. Yeah. And none of the cops can ever hit it. It just... I don't know. It just seemed a little little silly to me but anyway um thank you for your support for the show as well i am not going to be niggardly all set before we get out of here yeah i yes. couldn't hear oh yeah. okay sorry, sorry. I, d- I didn't have you on screen so <laughs> i couldn't hear you i didn't realize that was a question more inflection okay that was my fault uh, well now it's a statement we're all we're all set and so we will <laughs> show hey thanks for hanging out with us uh, tonight guys i'm sorry about the um the internet issues but i'm glad they resolved 
and uh, hopefully we won't face them again. But I appreciate your patience in the meantime. And of course, um, if you would like more of the show to listen to, you can find more of it uh, on the audio platforms linked in the description and over on the website. It's mattchristensenmedia.com. We have the call-in show replays. We have uh, Blonde's interviews. We have extra content you might not find on YouTube over there. Uh, anything else you're looking for, if you want to find the show store or you want to get in touch with us or you simply want to find the show if Susan hides it from you, it's all available on the website, mattchristensenmedia.com. We will be back next Sunday, because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, it's not Meet the Press. It is the Matt and Blonde Show. Hey, Christmas special next week, actually. Sneaking up on us. Yep. All right, get your uh, Santa hat ready. We'll see you then. Bye, guys.